and welcome to Serpent Skeleton Key, the Ramjack Vault Evacuated. Hey guys, this is Alex, and joining me today for this episode of Ramjack is my good friend and co-host, Brad. Hello, friend. Why, hello. Hi. That's right, Brad and I are back for an action-packed episode of Ramjack. Oh, and we're, we're not, it's not Lucy and Desi style this week, guys. Not Lucy and Desi sorry. this time. Uh, uh, Lucy and Desi again, hopefully sooner rather than, you know. Definitely. Uh, later, but, uh... We do have a Belvedere this episode. Yes, it's a classic. It's a classic. Um, there may be some Wolven times involved. Oh my god! Um, of course, this is March, so you know what's going on. It's a madness mm. time. Of course, Brad's going to weigh in on what he thinks, what he knows the sports are going to lean toward. Sports facts. Yeah, the Mormons still have questions. There's a lot of things I, I want to ask the Mormons, man. happening. I watched well, a document. That's, that's not how this podcast works, Alex. You don't get to ask the Mormons questions. I mean, you can, right. but you would sound as ridiculous as those listeners that keep talking to us, though we can't <laughs> hear them. Shout out to those listeners. Guys, <laughs> calm down. I watched a documentary last night, actually, called Tabloid. Have you ever heard of this? It's about a woman who fell in love with a Mormon. He went off on his mission without really telling her. They were engaged, but the Mormons didn't want... She wasn't a Mormon. So he went on his mission, and then she stalked him and basically kidnapped him. Ugh. He eventually escaped. And um, apparently the tabloids went crazy with it. There's a lot of other stuff with the... Uh, Brad, I really think you should watch it, or we should watch it for Ramjack, because it's kind of hilarious and crazy. Defo. And it's called Tabloid, so I recommend it. But the Mormons were doing... Supposedly, the Mormons were doing some shifty stuff. This lady was doing a lot of shifty stuff, but, I mean, when you get the Mormons in there, too, it's like, I don't know. There's a lot of shifty characters. But that's a whole other thing. A lot of shifty characters and makes for an interesting documentary. Hmm. Brad, I need your help to understand some stuff happening in pop culture right now. Oh, well, I got my finger on the pulse. Now, you know... Okay, Netflix. Yes. Are I'm they aware s- of it? Are you, tell me about your feelings about Netflix. Just in general, like, how do you feel about them right now? Right now in March of 2016. Um, right now in March of 2016, when we got uh, Daredevil, when we got uh, more House of Cards, even though I haven't finished the last season, um, I feel like Netflix are champions. I feel the same way. But there are times that I have to question it. And let me read this to you from an article The Verge posted. Um, uh, the next Adam Sandler movie for Netflix has been announced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Do-Over. The premise is... Essentially... This bank manager fakes his death and then uses the money, I guess, from faking it to take a grand adventure. That's the premise. It's like it's supposed to be an action comedy. It also stars uh, David Spade. Uh-huh. Fresh off of Joe Dirt, too. Which I feel we should watch that for the podcast. Do you know that's a movie about time travel? No way. Yeah. Okay, um, we're watching That's a movie about time travel. Joe Dirt 2 time travel movie. You put time travel in anything, it makes it better. I don't care what you're talking about. 
Yeah. Hot tub time machine is stupid and dumb, but the fact that it has time travel, I'm like, all right. Maybe... It's a Joe 2 is a time travel movie um, that was um, direct to Crackle. <laughs> <laughs> so we could watch it, right? I mean, Crackle is free with commercials. How do you like your time travel Joe Dirt movie with commercials? Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll think about that one, friend. I, I I'm on, I'm game for that in the near term. But so that's the new Adam Sandler. We all know that Netflix gave Adam Sandler a boatload of money and was like, just make all the movies you want. It's cool. Well, here's a quote from The Verge that's got me thinking about Netflix. And I just don't know if they need help. Maybe they need help, Brad. Maybe we need to give them advice. Um. And I'll quote, as easy as it is to criticize what we're seeing here, the movie, they're talking about the synopsis of the movie and how sexist and weird it is. There's a good reason Netflix supports Sandler's movies. A lot of people watch them. More people watched Ridiculous 6 in the first 30 days on Netflix than any other movie during its initial 30-day period. What the fuck? Yeah. There have been good movies to come to Netflix, and you're telling me that the uh, Ridiculous Six rolled in more? Of course, that seems of course crazy. It no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. First of all, if good, mo- first of all, a lot of people don't watch good movies. Second of all, True. even when you do watch good movies, um, you have to make a point of watching a good movie. There's a ton of movies that, that I'm sure that are very good that I want to watch, but I'm like, ah, I gotta be in the right mood. I gotta plan for that. Um, People can watch a stupid Adam Sandler movie. First of all, dumb people love Adam Sandler movies. Like, he's made tons of money. Those grown-ups movies, they made all the fucking money. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Dumb people, stupid people, people that like shit, and people that are drunk and like, oh, let me put on something stupid. Or, let's see how bad this is. Yeah, it touches every- yeah, everybody. It's for everybody. Stupid Adam Sandler movies are for everybody under the right conditions. Good movies are only for some people under the right conditions. You're, you are completely right. There's a lot of movies that have just now, that were Oscar buzz this last season, that are now being, you're able to rent them through all the outlets, like to stream. And I'm intrigued by it, but you're right, I need to be in the right mood. I could put on an Adam Sandler movie at any time, not pay attention to it. I don't really like Adam Sandler movies, so that's probably not me. But one that's similar to that, as I've heard the new Pee Wee Herman movie that just dropped on Netflix. Oh, they they said it's like that. They said there are, it's already dropped. They said, the review said essentially what you said. It's like, it's not a great movie, but you can easily put it on as background noise, and there's moments of actual comic brilliance. But a lot of it's kind of hit or miss, and sometimes when it misses, it's awkward. But it's a it's a movie on Netflix. We're okay yeah. with that now. Which um, I know what you were saying. Sorry, um, you mentioned um, Oscar movies. I just, just pulled up the list of Oscar movies because I was just like, oh, what were the Oscar movies this year? And I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've seen none of these. Um, I've got Mad Max on my Kindle. And I'm gonna watch it at some point. You, but guess good. what? I haven't gotten around to it yet because I want to wait and you know not watch it on a bus. Um, so. You know, and I spend most of my time on a bus, by the way. Um, so, when am I going to watch it? I don't know. Like, there's other things to watch. I'm sure it's great. Everyone says it's great. None of these... Okay, fucking The Big Short. No, I've heard that's whatever. Uh, Bridge of Spies? Nope. Brooklyn? No. The Martian? I know people like it, but eh. nope. The Revenant? No. Room? Huh? Spotlight? Mm-mm. Like, I don't want to watch any of these movies. No, thank you. Ex Machina is cool. 
Uh, Mad Max is cool. I've heard the big short is interesting in the fact that um, it's... Do you know what a short is in the stock? Like yeah. how you make money off of a short? Great. Most people don't. It was like them betting against the housing bubble yeah. burst. And they bet that it would, essentially, more or less. And they made tons of money from it. So I guess that's a movie. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just looking through all the categories now. And I'm like... No. Nope, nope, There's not a lot of nope, good movies, nope, man. Nope, 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 the one that nope, takes nope, place nope, in Cincinnati nope. that's about depression, that's actually a good movie. But that's like a... Uh, what's his name? With Kaufman Sitch? The guy who did... Charlie Kaufman. Syndicate in New York. So I hear that's like real art and good, so that's a good one. But you're right, there's not a lot of... I want to see the Danish girl because they're just like Eddie Redmayne. And that's neat because it's about a guy who's, you know... Yeah, I definitely want to see that. That looks terrible as well. I don't want to watch... I don't want to watch these movies. Like, listen, um, you can make good movies. That doesn't mean anyone wants to watch them. Harsh reality. Harsh reality. They'd rather watch Adam Sandler. Studies show people prefer Adam Sandler movies not even to prefer, any other movie stream. Not even prefer. Would rather watch. I can find a scenario where I'll watch a stupid Adam Sandler movie. I'm going to make fun of it. I'm going to drink. I'm going to see how bad it is. I'm going to watch the first five minutes and see how racist it is. Oh, look, I ended up watching a whole stupid movie because it was that bad. Yeah, that can happen. You know what's not going to happen? I'm not going to sit down and be like, huh, hey, let's watch part of Brooklyn. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the hell is Brooklyn? I don't even know what this movie is. I don't either. I kind of want to see Carol, which is movie? also the one that takes place in Cincinnati. In 1952, Ellis Lacey leaves Ireland to immigrate to Brooklyn, where she has a better chance of finding work. Crushed by homesickness, Ellis finds her spirits lifted by an Italian-American suitor with whom she falls in love. When she must return to Ireland, Ellis is courted by a hometown boy and finds herself torn between two countries and two men who love her. No! No! Like, that's every movie we've ever seen. I'm sure every it's a very good movie. movie. Actually, I'm not sure it's a very good movie. I don't know why I'm even saying that. Um, who, fuck the Oscars. Who the hell gives a shit? Um, <laughs> not gonna watch your movie. Never gonna watch your movie. All right, Brad, thank you for getting me, uh, righted in the waters that are the Netflix. Because I was a little concerned. I read that and was like, I don't know. But thank you for being here, friend, to tell yeah. me that it's okay yeah. that Adam Sandler movies are streaming. Because you're right, House of Cards is fucking awesome, dude. You gotta get on those last two seasons. I, this last gotta, season was really good. Gotta catch up. But right now, I'm watching Daredevil. You gotta Why? get that Daredevil, man. Because, like, the Punisher's shooting people. And Electra's, like, <laughs> punching people. And you know what? It's I can put it on my Kindle and watch it on the bus. If it's I miss cool. if I miss a couple of lines of Daredevil, I can either rewind it or not, and I'm fine. And it's quite entertaining, and it's very good. I gotta get back on the Daredevil trick. Whereas I was watching, I, I was watching House of Cards um, on the bus sometimes, but then it got to the point where I was like, I was kind of like missing things. I'm having to rewind, and the rewinding on the VLC app for the Kindle is a little weird. So I was like, ah, hmm. I'll just have to kind of wait and watch these at home, which is why I'm not caught up to date. It happens, also, it's, man. like also sometimes it's like like you get like weird sex scenes and watching that on a bus, it's like oh no, I look like a monster. People that guy watching pornography. Hmm. If that guy watching pornography on a bus, like all of hey, us, man, like, <laughs> like all, all of us, <laughs> like everyone else is watching porn on a bus. Ugh. I've seen it before. That's what it is. I've seen people from real watching porn on a bus, and I'm like, what's up? You're a nightmare. Like, not cloaking that out? Like, n not ashamed, just unabashedly, oh, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna put on some porn. Like, like I, calmly watching it, just like, just, meh, just no arousal, just like... be casually mm. watching it. Like, 
that's a weird act. You, what do you just like? Do you just enjoy <laughs> the aesthetic? I just like watching human bodies. I think they're a beautiful thing. I don't get any oh, sexual enjoyment out of it. I just like that's watching. That's even worse. It's even worse. <laughs> I would rather you fully masturbate on a bus than to oh, be Jesus. casually than to be casually watching pornography in your life. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't, well. Brad. I mean, if it's like if it's like some goofy like. Like like 80s pornography or something, or it's like like the Saved by the Bell pornography, something that's like a parody that has like a story. But if it's just people like fucking, like all pornography on the internet, which this dude was watching, like that's not a casual watch. <laughs> what does that say about your life that that's a casual? You watch that like people watch an Adam Sandler movie. <sighs> I can't, I, I just, I, I'm so stressed out right now that the bus is the only place I can, like, just really sit down and focus on my pornography. <laughs> While other people might enjoy an Adam Sandler film. I don't know. Oh, she's it's having me, a good time. You know? It's a bus. It's a bus. A it's a public look at her. bus. Look at her having a good time with that God, thing. I just haven't had a good time in a long time. It's just watching her, it's like, it's, what's the difference between this and a romance novel? What's the, what's the difference between this and the Adam Sandler movie on the bus? I don't know. Come on. I'm just watching porn on here. Come on. So bizarre. That bitch is sitting down not even doing a damn thing. Taking up that whole chair. Just let me stand up and watch my porn. That's what Brad. her face looks like. I'm making, I'm making the face of the tiny woman. It's, it's crumpled up. It's very angry. It's definitely judging you and... She doesn't like anyone to look at her. Also, you can't see, but her feet aren't touching the ground either. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why she's mad. I hate when my feet dangle. I'm afraid they'll Ugh. just fall right out. Um, Brad, I need some more help with pop culture. Um, okay. Over the weekend, I started streaming um, the top songs in the kid category of just Google Play. Okay. Joey's around. I'm like, you know what? Let me see if there's any songs he might want to listen to on the the kids streaming stuff. I haven't listened to kids music and like really researched it in what six months, maybe a year. Maybe there's some new stuff on here that could be Joey's jam. I don't fucking know. Here, a kids bop album, the latest one, Kids Bop 31. Oh boy, Brad. It is interesting about the cuts <laughs> that they make and changes. Before I get to what I heard, let me give you some of the changes they've made in the past. Now, Kids Bop, I have no... I'm assuming it's it's made for Mormons because they take anything that might even hint um, at being suggestive and change it. But, like, oh really change it. Except, I think they made a change recently that is worse than if they just let the lyric lie. But let me give you what, an example of what they've done in the past. What I love about this is I'm not going to recognize the... Um, oh, no, no. The original... <laughs> I should give you both and see if you can tell me which is which. Oh, boy. (laughs) Brad is... Okay, this is from Kids Bop 28, but I'm going to tell you what happened in the 31 to second. I'm just giving you an example of some of the things that they've changed. Sure, You tell me if this is the original lyric. Now, this is from uh, the single Four, Five Seconds by Kanye West, Rihanna, and Paul McCartney. They released a single together, by the way. A Beatle, Kanye West, and Rihanna released a single, which is actually pretty good. Okay, all right, all right. Is is this the Kid Bop lyric or the original lyric? Hold me back. Wait, hold me back. I'm about to crash. I liked hold me back. (laughs) Hold me back. Hold me back. 
I'm about to crash. <laughs> hold me back. It's about to crash. No, it's hold me back. I'm about to crash. Hold me bat boy. Love me bat boy. Um, okay. <laughs> is that the original lyric or is that the kid? Da- 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 yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, hold, wait, wasn't there hold me back? I'm going to Hold me back. I'm about to crash. Okay, that seems all right. I, I don't know what the other one would be. I'm just going to, okay, we're going to stop this game of Brad gets the lyrics because Brad's not going to be able to do it at all. No. And that's fine. Um, the original lyric was, hold me back, I'm about to spaz. They changed it to, hold me back, I'm about to crash. What's wrong with spaz? I don't know. Um, here's one from Neo <laughs> and Pitbull. Yeah, what a spaz. Oh, we can't have kids listen to that. We can't oh. have kids saying spaz. Did you, did you see this song? This song uses the word dweeb. Oh, got to get rid of that. We can't have we can't have kids saying dweeb. <laughs> Neo right. and Pitbull song "Time of Our Lives." The original lyrics are: "Tell the bartender to line up some shots." Maybe not want to be. Maybe not the, what the kids need. <gasps> they Tell changed mom, it give to me some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> they changed it to "Tell my friends to line up some spots." Some spots. <laughs> hey friends, line up some spots. What do you mean? What? I don't. What does that mean? Tell my friends to line up some spots. What? Like you mean connect the dots? I don't know. Like you mean like the worst game of like <laughs> yeah the worst game of connect the dots ever? Just line them up. What if it's four dogs named Spot? Oh, <gasps> <laughs> there you go. Gotcha. Yes. They got you, Brad. Yes, line me up some spots. Here's the spots. thing about. Here's the thing about song lyrics is that they're already subjective anyway. You can mm. mean various things, like line up some shots. That could be shots of anything. It doesn't could, have yeah. to be a shot of liquor. You could liquor. be a gunman. Like, you could be yeah. like ready to murder. <laughs> line up some shots. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, those second graders are getting uppity on the playground. Also, help me, God, <laughs> if they take the swings over again, I'm going to have my bros line up some fucking shots. Listen, friends, I want you to get <laughs> just the jungle just, gym. Just don't, just don't you even fucking move because I'm lining up my fucking shots. Friends, you better line up my goddamn shots because I swear these motherfuckers are taking one bullet in their fucking skull each. I'm lining up my shots. I love us making the kids' bop lyrics sinister, so that's what we'll do from now on. Yes. Here's another one, um, a Jason Derulo song, Want to Want Me. The lyric is, and you whisper in my ear, baby, I'm yours. Kids' bop changed it, and you hold my hand and say, baby, I'm yours. What? I think ownership, I think the ownership of a person is, is uh, more questionable than whispering or hand-holding. Yes. It's kind of strange. Also, how is how is whispering um more scandalous than holding a hand? I like in in Mormon circles, I think that's first base. <laughs> it's that's a little ear whispers. That's a questionable are, kids, Bob. ear whispers. Aren't he, they don't even talk about ear whispers. Like, oh yeah, you can whisper in an ear any day of the week. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's in a way, it's almost innocent. Hey, I'll share a secret. I'm yours. It doesn't have to be sexual or weird. Holding oh, someone's fair. hand is a public display of something else. You're making these kids go a little bit further than I think they're ready for. Hey, hey listeners, you realize we're whispering in your ear right now. Hey, guys. Hey, listener. Hey, thanks for listening to the what's podcast. Up? We appreciate it. We're up in that ear. Just telling you what's up. And there's thanks. nothing weird about it, nothing sexual about it. No. Just two podcast hosts getting up in your ear. But you know what? We'll never hold your fucking hand. So never stop holding trying. Your hand. That's too far. Too far. 
Megan Trainer had a song called Dear Future Husband, which already I'm like, fuck this song. I don't. Uh, why is this I, on the Kids Bop album? Um, I'm aware of that fucking song because they played it really every five seconds. Well, then you'll understand these lyrics. After oh. every fight, just apologize, and maybe then I'll let you try and rock my body right. Okay, maybe out of all these lyrics we've read so far, this one's a little bit like, all right, maybe this is, I don't know. For, here's what they changed it to. After every fight, just apologize, and maybe then I'll let you try to prove that you were right. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a... Listen, if just you apologize, apologize we'll have a chance to debate. prove you're right. I'm Listen, sorry, um, but I feel the debate is needed on this. Well, okay, at least you apologize. Let me now try to prove you're right. <laughs> Um, hear ye, hear ye. First, I'm going to need you to admit defeat. Then I will give you a chance to... Listen, that is an objection, Your Honor. Objection. That is not the way you defend yourself. You do not apologize first and then try... No, that's not going to work. That's stupid. But that is also a terrible fucking song. That is, is horrific. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of Megan Trainor, just in and general. like, super sexist. Yeah, all of her songs are... Maroon 5 Sugar, the lyric is, Yeah, you show me good love. Kids Bop says, yeah, you show me some good dancing. Not even, not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> show me some good dancing. Hey! I'll show you some dancing. Uh, another Kanye and Rihanna song, Four or Five Seconds. The same one we did earlier. It was the same song, uh, also Paul McCartney. If I go to jail tonight... Promise you'll pay my bill. Hold up, Kids Bop said. Kids Bop changed the lyrics. If we're going out tonight, promise I'll pay the bill. What? Well, first of all, you've changed who has to do something in that. <laughs> yeah. If, if we go out tonight, I promise I'll pay the bill. I, I think you should have set that up before. I mean, you're offering to go out. I, I feel like that this is a decision that should be made uh, earlier. I don't understand what this prom... <laughs> have you, before, have you not paid the bill? What's happened here? I, I need to understand this relationship, Kids Bop. Uh, two more before I get to the one that rocked my world this weekend. Taylor Swift's right. song, Style. And I got that good girl faith in that tight little skirt. Changed it. And I got that good girl faith and a favorite shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing my favorite shirt, guys, and I got that good girl faith. That's, What's up? I'm ready for the weekend. That doesn't. doesn't mean anything. You've robbed the whole song. That, you've robbed that sentence of any meaning. What is good girl faith? First of all, <laughs> do not associate faith with something good. It's not a thing, unless you're using it in an ironic way like the sentence originally conveyed. Kids bop. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and in a song uh, called GDFR... The original line is, your girl just kissed a girl, I do buy chicks. Just absorb that for a second. Right. Your girl just kissed a girl, I do buy chicks. They changed it to... Kids Bob, how are you even, why are you even <laughs> bothering with this song? This song is not Because it's you, popular, Brad. If we do not change it, the kids will get influenced. They'll be thinking kissing girls is fine and that they can do buy chicks. I, um, I feel like this. I feel like Kids Bop is only is a gateway drug to like the real song, really, though, right? It really is. It because, really is. Because you're if you're like crazy anything. parents that buy your kid Kids Bop, um, you're just introducing them to the song so they like it, and then they hear the real one and they're like, "Oh, that's different," and I like it because I'm not supposed to be hearing it. So hey, Kids Bop, um, you're a gateway drug. It's it's an odd form of censorship, which emphatically Brad and I are against. We've said it many times. It's yes. just a strange. 
I don't... It's stupid. And in many cases, dumb. I don't get it. Just um, teach your kids not to but, be scared of words. Yeah. So, okay. The original line, your girl just kissed a girl. I do buy chicks. They changed it to, your girl just danced a twirl. I do high kicks. <laughs> That's almost adorable, though. That's so cute. Your girl just did a twirl? I fucking do high kicks. What's now? We're dancing. I just, you got I your good girl, your girl Faith in your favorite shirt? Let's do high kicks. What are the lyrics preceding and and following that? How does how does this even work? Hey, it's hard, dicks, dude. I don't... I don't. Okay, so that was the old kids' bop. New kids' bop, there's two lines just off the bat I'm just going to say from memory. There's a song by Drake called Highlight Bling, which is about um, late-night cell phone calls. The lyric was, you called me on my cell phone, or you used to call me on your cell phone, late night when you need my love. They changed it to, you used to call me on my cell phone, (laughs) called me when you needed to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even even catchy. so weird and it's sung by a little like a kid tween and he sounds like a brat he sounds like a baby singing a song it's just silly but the the one that's the most questionable i think to this point in kids bop and maybe worse than the original song it's another taylor swift song it's called uh wildest dreams and the lyric is he's so tall and handsome as hell kid bop kids bop can't stand for that what's wrong with that He's so tall and handsome as hell. Now, when she says hell, it kind of has a trailing thing. It's like, so tall and like handsome as hell. So it's kind of like trails a little bit. This is what Kids Bop version is. He's so tall and handsome as wow. But it does not sound like wow when they say it. It's like, he's so tall and handsome as wow. It sounds like the weirdest. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it sounds like a weird moan. It doesn't come off as wow at all. Handsome as So it's wha- almost like he's so tall and handsome as. Uh, it's so <laughs> weird. It's like, I'm sorry, what did you change it to, Kids Pop? Why can't we have handsome as hell? What's wrong with hats? Dude, hell is a bad word. It's a dirty bad word. Uh. So you change it with wow that sounds like. A, a sigh, but like a longing sigh. <laughs> it's kids' bop. You need to check yourself, guys. You need to just, you need to relax. I don't, I don't know if at, at kids' bop 31. I don't know if there's a place for kids' bop in 26, so 2017 for sure. Let's just stop it. Yikes. Um, Alex, going from uh, those friends, I was thinking maybe we could take a second to check in with some. Dear old friends of the show, um, at LDS.net. Ah! Alex, we've helped a lot of Mormons in our day. It's it's one of our great passion is to help Mormons with all of their problems that are that they they generally post on their own website, LDS.net, um, in their advice forums. Um, I just got some questions here, so hoping you could help these uh, these Mormons out. All right, sweet. Hi guys. I'm just a rough rolling stone. Uh-oh. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I, they've, re- they've redesigned their website, and it's very confusing now. Rough Rolling Stone is not his name. Um, that's his title. 
You have a title now? Well, because like you, you're either like a senior member. Uh, I see a dungeon master, rough rolling stone. Uh, rough rolling stone is just one of the levels you can be. I don't know what it means. Wait a minute. Does do they wait? A dungeon master is a level you can have. Yeah. Um. That seems dungeon weird master for a Mormon site. Oh, because there's like oh, you get like voted up and down and things. Oh. All Who right. are we sitting to the top, Brad? Well, so I'm sorry. Polar guys. vortex. I'm not. I'm not a rough Rolling Stone. Hey guys, I'm a car. I'm a. I'm a carborundum. Hello, Mr. Carborundum. <laughs> Hi, I'm a carborundum. Allow us to help you. Also, a rough Rolling Stone. Anyone got any ceramic knives? It looks like they would be really good as far as maintaining an edge, but I'm concerned they may be prone to brittle behavior. <laughs> Alex. Uh, Wow. I thought the pots and pans question would be the dumbest question. <laughs> now we get a question about ceramic knives. Not by the same person, mind you. That was Backroads. This is Carborundum. <laughs> um, wow. Do you have any ceramic knives, Alex? I've never heard of a ceramic knife. Oh, well, it's a very common knife. Um, he's concerned they may be prone to brittle behavior. Hmm. What do you think, Brad? I think, uh, yeah, perfectly fine knives. Use them. Um, I was sorry, I was just, I got, like, blown away by just scrolling through some of the responses. Um, Knights G, uh, writes, In general, I'd avoid using any blade on china or ceramic plates other than cheap serrated steak knife. I'm not sure which would lose the battle between a ceramic blade and a china plate. But I'm guessing it would be bad for one or both, if not immediately, if not immediately, then over time. Twisting depends more on how the blade is shaped and used. What you'd really want to avoid is twisting while the point or edge is dug into something dense, like snagged on a bone. For slicing, they're amazing. As for sharpening, I'm not sure I'd even bother. I can get 10 of the Faberware Ceramic Santuco knives for less than a single steel Kai Shun or Henkels of the same size, so if I have to buy a new one every 18 to 24 months, it's really not a big deal. Carborundum then replies, Gee, that sounds a lot like the reasoning I used on the pots and pans thread. So that's what's kicked all this off. It's all back around. Oh, you know, think about pots and pans. What else? What about ceramic knives? I, I, I'm glad the pots and pans thread was as popular uh, with these Mormons as it was with us. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, we know our people. That's how we're able to dole out advice. Definitely. We just happen to not be Mormon and not crazy, um, more so or that, less. I feel that was, a, that was a weird question, easy question. Sure, buy but some ceramic knives. Here's the thing, though, Brad. In the moments it took me to research this over Wikipedia, I have all the answers that the dude had and more. Okay. Uh, apparently, oh, guys, I'm looking out my back window of my house, and I have a little stone path that leads to my back patio. And there's the cutest little bunny rabbit out there. <laughs> He's following the path, and he just stopped right there. Amazing. It's it's wildlife. It's the wonders of nature right here in my own backyard. Brad, I'm sorry. I just got captured by that. Um, ceramic knives are crazy hard. Um, they are prone to chipping eventually, mm -hmm. like that dude said, and they never need sharpening. And when they do, you should probably just throw them out because it's really hard to sharpen them without some sort of, like, diamond-encrusted sharpener. Why aren't we all using ceramic knives? I've learned something. Definitely. Get some ceramic knives. Um, <clears throat> now, Alex, to a, to a more difficult question... All right, I'm, I'm getting to know nieces and nephews. 
What level is that? Is that above Dungeon Master? No, wait, oh, that's he, that's the title of the thing. I thought that for that, a second for the title. title. <laughs> that was the title. Um, hi guys, I'm just a Zill. Zill doesn't even have a title. Zill, fucking Zill, fuck off. Um, <laughs> hi guys, I'm just a Zill. All, comma. He's addressing everyone. All, everyone. All, comma. New line. My oldest brother has sons and daughters, and for various reasons, I don't really know them. There's no tension or negativity involved. He's got a lot of comma. A lot of commas in this. There's no tension or negativity involved. Just distance. Little in common, parentheses, between me and my brother. Thank you for clarifying. Got a lot in common with children. Between me and my brother, in the parentheses, comma, a family history of using few words, comma, and busy lives. I haven't seen them in person very many times. I'd like to get to know them, comma, but don't know where to start. I'm the youngest child of my parents, comma, don't have children of my own, comma, and have lived far away from my siblings since we were 17 to 19. Parentheses, and now we're in our mid-40s. Dash. Hence, comma, I'm clueless when it comes to kids. Dash. They are foreign entities to me. Parentheses. I'm pretty sure I wasn't ever a child. Dash. If I was, comma, I have no memory of what it was like. In parentheses, period. They range in age from 7 to 16. <laughs> My plan. Oh, boy. <laughs> Keep oh in mind, <laughs> they range in age from 7 to 16. Zill is in his 40s, wants to get to know these kids. My plan is to start by writing them letters, parentheses, which seem more personal than emails, comma, and I don't think they all have email, comma, and I always like getting letters, comma, so, ellipses, in parentheses, period. Aww. Anyone have suggestions regarding topics to try or avoid? <laughs> or any other recommendations on that matter? Question mark. Thanks! Exclamation point. Wow. What? I don't even. Your creepy uncle is, wants to start writing you letters. You're seven to sixteen. You definitely have email. Yeah. You definitely have email. You for sure have email. That seven-year-old probably has their own iPhone and. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're they're already Snapchatting with other people. Definitely. Definitely. Um no one writes letters anymore. <laughs> Children no. aren't writing letters. Children could care less about writing letters. I, I agree with you, it does seem more personal than emails. True. It's too personal. It's too personal. Way e too personal. Emails are for close, close friends and colleagues. Like not even not like even if it was like a, a friend I haven't talked to in a while or a casual acquaintance, I wouldn't send them an email. That would be weird. I mean, I would probably go with an email before I would a, a letter letter, but still, oh. don't do either. Well, don't I guess you have to do something. Maybe Facebook message them? I don't know. Well, young kids, a seven-year-old's not going to have Facebook, but you can send them an email. But they'll probably have Snapchat. What you should do is get Snapchat, get their handles, and send them some snaps, right? Like, a seven-year-old knows how to... Uh, Joey, I mean, he'll be Snapchatting in a year. He'll be six. So he'll start Snapchatting, I assume, that it's just getting younger and younger. Right? Just Skype them. Skype it to their inbox. Skype to their inbox. Just don't... A physical medium is interesting, and maybe in the Mormon community where you live in the middle of nowhere Ooh. sometimes, and maybe you don't have technology, then maybe a letter is all right. I, but all no. things being equal in 2016, go digital and you're... Now, here's the thing, Brad. What topic should he avoid? <laughs> what Probably do the we... fact that his... Um, your father has always been distanced towards me. As you know, our family is very much a family of one-word responses and quiet dinners. 
Hence, I've decided to be more verbal through letters. Hence, I've decided to use my uh, my fountain pen to uh, to write you a letter. How how are you on this day? Are you in good health? Um, I hope no one's tried to molest you. <laughs> oh, I've done it and used a <laughs> used this. Uh, a topic I'm not supposed to be talking about. Oh, that was one I was supposed to avoid. Ah! Children, oh, the children, folly children. of man. <laughs> oh, what, what else happens to children? They get molested. Uh, I hope you have not been kidnapped. No, also, should not. <laughs> On the list, do not discuss. <sighs> I remember the most traumatic part of my childhood was when the family pet died. God damn it, I keep on bringing uh, up the wrong thing. I know we haven't spoken much. Uh, I remember hearing tale of your birth and how traumatic it was for your mother. She she bled out quite a bit. Oh no, this is not. Oh no. Uh. <laughs> Let me give you some advice from an adult who has been in your shoes. Oh, though, no. <laughs> though I must admit, <laughs> I am my memory is not what it once was, and there are suspicions <laughs> that I may have never been quite a child. Tip number one. When you hear a sound at night, be sure to stay in your bed and not wander down the hall to your parents' room. Trust me, you may walk in on something you can't unsee. Yikes. Yeah, dude, I don't... Maybe give... Maybe don't... Maybe don't. Just... You know what? You've gone this far. Look, like, those kids are over... 7 to 16. Like, you're not in their life. It's just... Just... It's okay. You're 40. I would say try to get in contact with your brother and be like, isn't it weird we haven't been talking? Because he probably talks just like you. I mean, you, bo you both could write letters and it'd be fine. You know what? Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Um, I, I, this is something I would never advise. In fact, I'm hugely against, but it's better than writing a letter. Hmm. Go to the fucking grocery store and buy a fucking card. Put $20 in that card and write a short note. That there, there you go. If you want to get on the kids' good side or anyone's good side, give them stuff. Yeah. Hey, I thought about you. Here's twenty bucks. What? There's more where that came from. Keep up a dialogue. <laughs> let let Didn't... Garfield let Garfield say the things that you shouldn't. Oh, Mondays. Am I right? That's actually a really good idea. It's I, almost... I, I I'm against it because I think cards are the worst. They are. Like, never send it, giving you a card. Like, it's a waste of money, it's stupid, it's impersonal, it's terrible. It's cliched, it's... I, I, no, one, no one ever give me a card unless it's ironic. I mean, that's for people our age. Children won't even... They're like, what the fuck is a card? Yeah, no kid wants a card. What a kid... Listen, if, let's say, if, if you're the best kid, um, what you do is you pick up a card, you pretend to look at the front, and then you open, it's like, what's inside? Is there, is there money? Is there a check? What have I got? Um, and then you pretend to like look at it and like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's that's how you interact with a card. And also in workplaces, don't make people sign cards for people. I hate that bullshit. That is dumb. Oh, hey, let's pass around a card. It's his birthday. <whistles> Everyone writes a, a little cute thing. I'm like, ugh, I don't want to write a cute little thing. There was a while where I had a pretty good like scribble that looked like I wrote something, and I would just kind of do that and then write and then put my name. <laughs> Mastered the art of just scribble inside yeah, of company I, 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 cards. 
I've kind of lost, like, I was able to do it for a while, where I would just kind of make a, like, a scribble that looked like I wrote a sentence, um, and then I would just sign my name under it, and then I, then it would just be done. But I kind of lost it, and I can't really do it anymore. I had it, for a while, I was doing it pretty well, but I've kind of lost I gotta, I gotta do something, because I just, I hate, hate writing a little thing in cards. There was a moment, um, which I still hope would still continue, where we got very cynical with the messages that we put in our, like, for, for laughs. In cards, so on someone's birthday um, card, I would write something like, "Well, we've made it this far, comma, but the super volcano out in Yellowstone could go off at any minute." Ellipses. Happy birthday! <laughs> something that's like a sobering truth, right? But a lot of times, wow. like especially, and this is why I hate work cards because it's yeah. for like for somebody random that you barely know. Oh, I only do that to the people on my team. Yeah. Wrong side of twenty-five? Question mark. Ugh. Thank goodness a comet could come by and destroy the entire human civilization in a blink of an eye. But what do you write in a rando's card? Like a person that in you don't know. In a rando's card? Else? I think it's funny if you write that stuff in a rando's card. One, they don't know who the fuck you are either. And two, they'll only take it as funny. And if they don't, then fuck them anyway. Yeah. I mean, you can't get with it. You can't get away with it at your work though, because you don't really interact with everyone. Like, no, I don't. I don't I'm not saying anyone's card. I don't want to open a window before. to conversation. Well, that's true. I honestly like there've definitely been times when I just signed my name. I didn't write anything. Just like me. That's it. That's all you get. You should find someone else's name. You should sign like mm. any celebrity's name like a Donald Trump, anyone. That's going to be my new thing. That's what you should do. Who's the who's Lambert. <laughs> who's hot in the news? Guess what? They just signed your card. John Travolta. Regards, John Travolta. Make it look like someone actually took the card to a celebrity and got them to like autograph it. Holy that's, shit, OJ signed this? Is this real? Is this is this real? Because a lot of times I just don't sign it. I just like I like pretend to sign it and then I just pass it off to the next person. Like, fuck this. I don't like cards. I don't like signing cards. Cards are stupid. I love pretending to sign it. If someone had watched you for a second, they'd be like, uh, you totally pretended to sign that dog. I, well, I, I do. Sc- I first I scan them to make sure it's like not a religious bullshit in the card. Like, have a blessed. Nope. Not even gonna pretend. I'm just passing it to the next person. Not gonna put my name on that. Um, I'm I already. Think I'm gonna it. start. I think I'm gonna start this perjury thing of signing celebrities' names yeah. and stuff because that's just funny. <laughs> that's the best idea. Sincerest regards on this your special day. Any celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Followed by, Be- uh, definitely better if it's like B list or C. The Doctor Ben Carson, former yes. president nominee, <laughs> Doctor Ben Carson. Doctor Ben Carson. Marco Rubio. <laughs> Website former presidential nominee. Uh, hopeful. Yes. Marco Rubio. That's perfect. Like that's like the best way to that's sign the, any we, card. We did it. We did it. We solved a question that was better than the Mormon question. Boom. <laughs> Look at Ram Jack solving questions, solving problems for you. Brad, it's March. It's March Madness. Oh boy. Everything is basketball. The Coke Zero I have in my hand is branded basketball for the special season. Wow. And I know as someone who really appreciates the nuance of sports mm. and knows all the sports facts, all of them. you love the March Madness brackets. I love March Madness. I love sport facts. I got them all. We're going to dip into two brackets. One, the bracket, and two, a donut bracket. Which do you okay. want first? Um, give, give me the donut bracket. Donut bracket. Now, I'm not going to give you let's, all of what these. What if we went back and forth? Okay, we'll go back and forth. 
okay. Which of these two donuts sounds more appetizing to you? And which do you think would win in a competition? All right, all right. The chicken and waffle donut. Mm-hmm. Or the blueberry cheesecake donut. I have a blueberry cheesecake, obviously. Brad. Obviously. Obviously. What do you think a chicken and waffle donut tastes like? It probably tastes like those weird chicken and waffle potato chips that they put out like last year or the year before. It was like, this is weird and salty and a donut and it's really salty. Uh, No thanks. I'll just have this blueberry donut. Blueberry cheesecake donut sounds delightful. I don't even. Do you think the chicken one has chicken on it? Or is it no. just the semblance no, it's, it's of spices? Just, it's just like the weird flavor. It's just weird and salty and maple and. I question that it may not have real chicken on it for a reason I'll ask in a second. Because there's other donuts that make it sound like there's no way they're pulling this off without actual meat on it. Oh, but yeah. I don't know if meat on a donut would be a bad idea. Not necessi- it's not natural. No, it's, it's not natural, but it could be done. It could be done. It could be done. It could be done. So you're saying that obviously blueberry wins over fucking Absolutely. chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles is gross and str- well, chicken and waffles is good, but it's listen it's not a donut. It's not ready for donut. And, chicken and waffles is a thing in its own. You can't yeah, put waffle, that on a donut. You can't. Sw- that's like substituting um chicken and waffles. We substitute the waffle for a donut. It doesn't work. Um, no blueberry blueberry cheesecake donut. Um, you're telling me we got blueberry cheesecake. Throw some donut in the mix. That fun, great. Yeah, yeah, that makes all Delightful. the sense in the world. Delightful. All right, Brad. I need you to give me a cardinal direction. East. Oh, you want to go east? That's right. East division. Give me the east division, Alex. All right, Brad. First one in the east division for Sweet Sixteen, which is happening mm. soon. Hmm. We all know they're at their thirty-two. And they're they're going through that. Yeah. Brad, yeah. this is the Sweet 16. These are locked in. You oh. tell me who's going to win in this one. These are two people who have fought before. Not, well, that we've heard of before in the bracket. Right. We got the Indiana Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. And then we have the North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, boy. You remember those Tar Heels. I remember those Tar Heels. Uh, now, what was a Tar Heel again? Let's look it up, because honestly, even though we've been over it, and I know you know all the sports facts, it's been uh, yeah. really hard for you it's these for last the listeners. couple. It's for the listeners. We it's know. definitely for the listeners, because Brad knows. Brad knows. Brad knows. Obviously. The exact origins are unknown, but most folklore has us believing that it comes from the fact that tar, or pitch, created from um, a certain type of plant in the North Carolina forest would turn the heels of your feet black. See, I'm seeing a different, uh, I'm seeing a different uh, origin. Um, oh! A one such legend claimed to be a nickname given during the Civil War because of the state's importance on the Confederate side and the fact that troops stuck to their ranks like they had tar on their heels... Interesting. Uh, so, uh... There's North also Carolina. a large history of tar being in North Carolina. All that to say, who's gonna win? <laughs> the people with tar are sooted feet, or the Hoosiers. Now, mm. some people may be asking, guys, look, I'm just someone who's never... I, I I'm someone who's never... I'm brand new to sports. I have no mm. idea what the fuck a Hoosier is or a Tar Heel. Thank you, Ram Jack. Um, what is Hoosiers? Now, Hoosier, Hoosiers is not the 1986 movie. That No. 
I'm pretty Com sure. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. What we're looking at is uh, the name of uh, Indiana State School. You see, um, well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of different theories. Uh, uh, one of which, uh, um, one account traces the word to the necessary caution of approaching houses on the frontier. In order mm. to avoid being shot, a traveler would call out from afar to let themselves be known. The inhabitant of the cabin would would then reply, "Who's here?" Which sounds like a uh, Hoosier. Hoosier. Well, eventually. yeah, on the frontier, when you're when you're heard yelling, <laughs> when you're heard a hat, when you're OG heard a hat, seriously, literally on the frontier uh, of Hoosier. civilization. Hoosier. Hoosier. And that's how they talk, actually, in Indiana. Yeah, State that's, University. That's, yeah. that's it, it, five minutes. The people in Indiana, um, especially in olden times, um, also, also a lot of those people didn't have teeth. So, of course, I talk like, who's here? Who's here? Who's here? And actually, if you go to one of their basketball games, I've heard that after like 15 minutes mm. in, everyone starts talking that way. And it's very scary. And that's mm. how they're able to win games, supposedly. I don't so, know that's for sure. It might also have some roots in like a gang. There was a guy named Mr. Hoosier who may have, you know... I don't know. I don't like to think about the gang-related aspect. Okay, but no. I like the... So we now, Brad, Tar Heels, people with mm -hmm. tar all over their feet, black-sooted feet, mm -hmm. because they walk barefoot in the fucking woods, or... People who are yelling and asking, Hoover, you tell me, exactly. who's, who's going to so win in that either, bout? Who's either gonna... way, we got some real herd of hat of yokels. Now, now these Tar Heels, they stick together, and I think that's an important thing. Um, these Hoosiers, well, like, you know, they're... The thing is, there. You know, the reason you have to yell out is because they'll shoot you for getting on their property. There's some real <laughs> Wil Wilford Brimley characters. Um... So it's a question, like you know, you got these people. Now, granted, they're herd, they're toothless herd of They these these people are they're the descendants of toothless herd of mm -hmm. versus uh, these tar heels, these people with tar on their feet that are that are very close to the Confederacy, um, that really stick together as part of the Confederacy. Uh, both sides, what you've got are some real fucking garbage people. <laughs> Now the thing you have to remember is this is the sweet 16. Mm -hmm. You forget that special dance when people come together. Now in that scenario, who's gonna win the day? Is it the person that's out on the front porch with a gun? <laughs> or is it the team spirit that's gonna stick together? Because, oh. yes, I, I ultimately, in the Sweet 16 round of March Madness, it's not so much who is able to dribble up and down the court effectively or make really good, tight three-point shots at the last minute. The question is, who will be taking your daughter to the Sweet 16 dance? Exactly. <laughs> like, that's what's on the mind of every sports And again, uh, it's, it's Sweet it's, This is Sweet 16. Sweet this is, 16. This is not the Quinceanera Quartet, okay? Yes, 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 yes. You, yeah, you got to get it straight, Brad. All Who right, is it? So, um, I'm gonna say on this one, I get. I get who's got a heel. shotgun across their lap on the front boards. Who's well, there? no, listen, listen, no, no, because if it was about, if it was about the parents, then that's a different thing altogether. We're talking to listen. The Hoosiers, um, these are the Hoosiers going to the Sweet 16, not their daughter. So it's the Hoosiers themselves. 
So okay. no. See that's see Alex, that's where you've got you've got to pay attention to the game. It's not we let the Hoosiers like daughter play. That's that what is that? <laughs> what the hell kind of game is that? Alright, now we have the team's daughters play. That's terrible. They would Basketball definitely... did start as a predominantly women's it was made by a coach <laughs> for women. In the most sexist derogatory concept of well, I think they can get a ba- they can get a ball through a hoop, right? They can thread a needle. I mean either either way, I think the Tar Heels are taking this one. Nice. Absolutely. Okay, I got a clear answer from Brad. Tar Heels, I, I'm a, sure they're gonna. In my mind, they've already won. <laughs> now, Brad, let's switch back to donuts for just a second, because I have a donut I need you to explain to me. What's gonna win between the pulled pork donut and the old-fashioned donut? First off, what is the old-fashioned donut? Yeah. Pulled pork we'll save for a second. What is an old-fashioned sure. donut, Brad? Old-fashioned donut. An old-fashioned. What's an old-fashioned? You know what? I'm calling bullshit on old-fashioned donut because I don't know what that means. Is that just a regular glazed donut? Is that a cake donut? Like I don't understand. You've got to explain old-fashioned to me. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Do you think it's based off the cocktail old-fashioned? Oh. So How it's a cocktail work? by uh, sugars with bitters, adding some alcohol, and then whiskey or brandy with a, yeah. a, a with a with a citrus twist. So do you think it's like a citrus brandy or citrus whiskey flavored donut? I don't know. That sounds kind of amazing. Uh, I mean, would it be I enough go- to beat pulled pork? <laughs> when Jesus I Google Christ. old-fashioned donut, I get like what looks to be a, a cake a cake donut. Um, of a crueler uh, variety is what I'm seeing here. I just, uh, but you say pulled pork donut, and I'm like, I don't. <sighs> In the pulled- same scope that you would find a pulled pork donut, I don't think it's beyond uh, reasoning to say that old-fashioned could not mean, That's like, old-fashioned donut as far as, like, just a classic donut. Or you would use those words. Using the word or term old-fashioned. Yeah, that's true. It's old-fashioned also. It's not old-fashioned. I'm sorry. There's an ED okay. at the end, which makes me think even more that it is based off the whiskey or brandy with a citrus twist donut uh. versus pulled pork. I Again, I don't know what a pulled pork you know, donut is. The last time you, you said something about chicken, and I was like, I, I don't... I don't I don't know about chicken on a donut. I was like, maybe pork with a donut. I almost said really? it. I almost said those words. And now I'm like... Listen, and I don't know, maybe it's because, like, I, I there's a barbecue place right by the house that I walk by on my way home, and I keep thinking, I need to stop in there and grab a barbecue sandwich, um, because it's quite good. I feel like I could go for a pork, uh, for a pulled pork donut. I'm in. Pulled pork really? donut. Really? You're going to say that the pulled That's pork right. donut wins. I'm not taking a chance that this is based on the drink old-fashioned, because that does not sound like a good idea for a donut. And if it's just a regular donut, well, fuck off, regular donut. You can get to be in the mix. Who are you? Because also, because again, the images I pulled up look like cake donuts. And if you're doing a cake donut, yeah. um, it needs to be a blueberry cake donut. A regular cake donut, whatever. This is a donut bracket, all right? We don't have time for you. Be a sour cream cake donut. Like, don't just be a regular old-fashioned cake donut. That's like fuck that's off. Like a, that's like a grandpa coming to, like, a child's birthday party and not fitting in. Yeah. Or a child 616. It's like, I'm the classic, I'm the classic donut. I remember before we had blueberries and all this newfangled fry. Shut up, classic old-fashioned donut. We got pulled pork yeah. coming. Pulled yeah. pork. This is the time of pulled pork, Grandpa Donut. They should yeah. call 
Cakes, donuts, grandpa donuts. And I love mm, grandpa donuts. I like it. Grandpa I like donuts it. are good. But I don't want it with my pulled pork donut. Get out of here, Gramps. Get out of here. Go get a new shirt. Brad, we went to the east. And by that, and I mean we... fuck off. That's how, <laughs> that's how it works, right? Every slang that a child has should can be translated to fuck off. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> Go get a new spot. A.K.A. fuck off. <laughs> Timmy. You heard me, Ma. I've been listening to Kids Bop. I know what's real. <laughs> go um, do a twirl. AKA, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, Mom can do a twirl. I can do high kicks. What does that mean? It means go fuck yourself, Mom. Get the fuck out of here. Go with Grandpa. Brad, I need you to give me another cardinal direction. Now, we've headed east. I need either west, north, or south. You know what cardinal directions are. I don't have to tell them to you. Thank you. Uh, You're not a Grandpa go. Donut. <laughs> Uh, let's go sideways. Um, let's go <laughs> north. Let's go the forward. <gasps> going north. Going north. Okay, actually, by north, we're going to have to say Midwest because there is no north. Holy nope. shit. How did I not notice that until now? I uh, was wondering. Great. I was wondering. I was like, oh, this is an interesting bracket this year. All right, Brad. <laughs> Brad, who's going to win? The Gonzaga Bulldogs mm-hmm. are the Syracuse Orange. The Syracuse Orange? Yep, orange. Like a, like a, like the fruit? Um, I mean, you would know more about that than than I would, being the guy who knows all the sports facts. Well, obviously. we can just assume that the Bulldogs are like the animal, the bulldog. Right. Obviously. Well, everyone knows that. Oh yeah, their mascot's an orange. It's a straight up orange. Um, no way around it. They are a fucking orange. Listen. A grinning, weirdo looking orange. Here's the thing, guys. You might say to yourself, okay, sure. What's a fruit gonna do? <laughs> What's this fruit gonna do against a bulldog? A dog that people know can be aggressive. Um. But here's the thing. Have you thought about what happens if a bulldog tries to attack an orange? It's going to get squirted in the eye. And then it's going to stop attacking. (laughs) Also, bulldogs are gross and ugly looking. (laughs) I mean, I think this is going to be a dirty fight, is what it's going to be. True. It's going to be a dirty battle. But when it comes down, end of the day, I can't vote for a bulldog. Fuck bulldogs. Orange all the way. You heard it here first. Brad is pro-orange, pro-pulled pork, um, pro-Tar Heels. No, I'm not pro-Tar Heels. You're not pro- you're, just They're anti, favorite to win. I'm Brad anti-Hoosier. Who's your, who, here's your picks. <laughs> who's, ta- um, who's taking a bulldog to the Sweet 16? <laughs> Nobody. I would take an... I would, you could use orange as a tasteful accent to all kinds Absolutely. of outfits. I did, I did think of an orange corsage where someone just puts an orange on someone's wrist, and that seems kind of dumb. But besides that, I think you can use the color orange very yes. well. Also, um, you, you, could have, you could use citrus to decorate your, your Sweet 16 dance. It could have a citrus theme. That's awesome. It could have a bulldog theme, because bulldogs are gross and ugly. I'm going to ask you one more and they, question. And for all I care, they can do a flip. AKA, go fuck themselves. <laughs> what if kids listening to Kids Pop, that's really what they thought? 
<laughs> I'm gonna tell mom to do a flip. Hey, go mom, do a flip, go mom. Go do a flip. How many flips can you do? <laughs> you just said that to your mom. Yeah, I did. Um, uh, Brad, do you think that, be honest, do you think that a team called the Orange <laughs> has what it takes to win the whole thing? The whole I just, thing? I just don't think an Orange has what it takes to win. I mean... Against Bulldogs, yes. Against, against Bulldogs, Bulldogs, definitely. Yes. Against, against the, uh, um, the Southtown Scurvy, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Southtown Scurvy gets if, beat every listen, time. Listen, if in the if in the next if in next week's games, uh, they go Southtown Scurvy versus Orange, I mean that's a lockout right there. Come on. <laughs> we'll have to see, but guys, that's that's our brackets for this week. We'll come back and see if Brad picked correctly, and then maybe we'll see if he can pick the whole damn thing. I definitely what's left? Because then we have the final Sweet Sixteen, Final Four, and then it's then it's the end. We're going to come back and see if you can pick the end again like you did last year. By Final Four, I think you mean uh, the Kingston York Quartet? <laughs> My apologies. Brad, you know so much more about basketball than I do. I'm so, Listen, so sorry. I can I, only get a simple I don't, I don't bring in these, the terminology. That's why i got to bring in these side brackets for me to understand. I can understand. Well, I don't really understand donuts, but at the same time, well, it's more real. Friends, it's that super special time of the week where we check in with our dearest friends, Spot and Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Guys, every time we do this, we also like to pit ourselves against a clock and see if we can summarize an episode in as close to a minute as possible. If it's under 55 seconds, you're a chump. If it's between 55 and 59, you did good. You're a winner. If it's over a minute, fuck you. Go do a flip because you forgot. Oh. If you hit a minute on the dot, you are a brave heart. And that's probably the best thing a person could be, I would say. Indeed. Now, the only person... It's... <laughs> it's going to be tough, guys. I... This time, I have to summarize the episode, and it's been a while. Indeed. But I think I, I think I can deliver for you guys. Mainly because not a lot happened in this episode. That's besides the point. Everything happened in this episode, guys. Um, Alex, please take a moment, collect your thoughts, think about what happened in this episode, why it happened. Who would happen to the value of chairs? Um, which dog was the cutest? Which dog was the ugliest? Whatever you need to discuss this episode in as much detail as possible without going over or ridiculously under, because then you would be a pup chump. Oh! <laughs> Is a pup chump different? How would that... We'd be, be a chump, uh, and there's pups in the episode. It's just what you would be. It's what you would be. Give me just a second. All right, I think I can do this. All right. Okay, Alex, you'll be going in three, two, one, go. 
Uh, Kevin and Heather go out to yard sales to find new furniture for his apartment and stumble across a wonderful antique find. His chair that, when restored, could be worth over $5,000. Belvedere encouraged them to work together as brother and sister. They do and make this wonderful chair, which Belvedere sits on and breaks. Um, they don't know that he does it because he kind of hides it. They blame each other, but Belvedere says, look, here's $5. I did it. Uh, goodbye. All of that happens around the little dog spot. Um, uh, getting a little frisky and friendly with a neighbor dog. They end up having puppies because Wesley T was supposed to get spot neutered and he didn't. And now they got all these puppies they got rid of. And then Wesley T has to learn some harsh truths about what happens at a pound. Because if the puppies don't get adopted, they get killed. Uh, thankfully a clown comes in and saves the day at the end with Mr. Belvedere. So that's great. Also, uh, this is great for March Madness because they play basketball and Belvedere and Marsha win. Bye. One minute. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Right, right on the edge. Right on the edge. Guys, I really want to thank uh, March Madness and Mr. Belvedere and Marsha for uh, playing basketball in this episode and winning against the other part of the team. I'd like to thank uh, puppy dogs everywhere. I'd like to thank... Uh, uh, Bob Barker, yes, have your pets spayed and neutered. I'd like to thank Brad. I'd like to thank you guys out there. I'd like to thank everyone. Thank you. And Coke Zero, obviously, because it helped me get through this. And Leaf, who was in my lap the entire time I was doing that. Um, uh, real quick question, Brad. Did Belvedere and Marsha play basketball against the other family members, or am I remembering that incorrectly in my head? Oh, that Because that's happened. at the beginning of the episode. Okay, it was basketball. Yes. Good, good, good. Because there's some weird line about Belvedere talks about stilts, and I don't quite understand. Did Belvedere use stilts in a game of basketball? That would almost be impossible. <laughs> that seems like it would be much more difficult. Because George, because George says something about uh, about uh, how, where'd you learn to to do that? Uh, um, um, oh crap! What's it called? Um, Alex, you know slam this sport? Slam dunk. Yeah, yeah, slam dunk. Thank a hook you. shot. Slam dunk. Slam dunk is the word. I'm glad you knew that sport fact. I was testing you. Um, oh, thank you. And Belvedere says, like, well, it was pretty easy with the stilts. So I'm like, I feel like playing basketball with stilts is definitely harder than playing basketball, right? Yes. Right. One, I don't think you can dribble with stilts. Like, you have to have an overinflated ball, which, oh, ball inflation is not something you want around your sport in this day and age. On the 80s, mm. I'm sure it was fine. Mm. Like, were they micro stilts? I mean, the higher you can get to the goal, the rim, the better, so. That's what the I always hoop. say. The hoop. All that to say, Marsha <laughs> and Belvedere destroy Wesley T and uh, George. Old Man George. Old Man George. Yeah. Um, Kevin and Heather come in off the street and are like, hey... Uh, we're gonna go see if I can. F I need more furniture for my apartment. We're gonna go look for it. We're gonna go look in the attic together. Wink at each other. Why don't you go to the yard sales? Fuck. Yeah, I guess we'll go to the yard sales. Yeah. It's super weird. Uh, George's like, oh, there's a bunch of old junk up in the attic. Why don't you go up there and look? And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe I'll take that clock with the with the horse that's got a clock on the inside of its stomach. And we're like, that was a wedding present. Worst wedding present ever. Sounds like a pretty bad writing present. Oh boy. P.S. Alex, I'm I um, hope you, you'll be receiving it soon. I'm sending you a clock that is on a horse's stomach. 
if we had ever if we had done this episode before oh. the wedding, that would have been the best wedding present ever. I, if I, uh, one if only. And if we should we talked about it, we were gonna record one, um, last week, but it was just too not enough time. If we Sadly, had done this, I would have that found would have been a way to put a clock on a horse's <laughs> stomach, like here. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That's that's the gift to give now. Mm. Clock with a horse in it. Um, <laughs> this is a random aside, but it has to do with a clock. So um, they did some polling outside of, let's say, grocery stores. Because, again, I can't talk too much about some of this stuff at work. But let's just say, in theory, <laughs> hypothetically. Uh, theoretically around grocery stores. They were asking customers how they felt when they came out of a grocery store. Like, how, how did your shopping experience go? How do you feel grocery shopping? And, of course, people feel stressed because a lot of people have stress around eating. Uh, meal time. I mean, it's it's a contention area for most people. How am I going to get food? I mean, it, that's a that's an old school like bread within us from humanity's dawning. What the fuck am I going to eat? Um, how do I people feel? Get a I stressed feel, out about it. I feel stressed out because I had to yell at somebody to put my grocery bags down. There you go. So you have that to worry about. And they showed pictures. Uh, of what people told them, like little things to help visualize. So there was one that just says, I feel stressed. They had the word stress written out. Um, a lot of the other ones had to do with, um, I feel like I'm going to battle when I go to a grocery store. So there was like someone in a trench. Another one, they didn't actually speak to the graphic, but it was a graphic of a clock with a belt around it. Now we take that as time, like a, I guess I feel like oh. time is squeezed, but... I'm not 100% sure what that's supposed to mean. So, Brad, can you tell me what you think that means? Oh, that means... Uh, Apropos I, of nothing, never explained. A clock with a belt around it. That means clock uh, can't keep its invisible pants up. I feel like a clock that can't keep its invisible pants up. I'm sorry. And I, and I, only, know what, and I only knew how to use visible means to keep my invisible pants up. Which is ironic because no one knows I'm wearing the pants, but I feel like the pants are slipping off and I don't have an invisible belt, so I've got to use a visible belt, which makes me look like I'm just wearing a belt. The survey was 100 people. <laughs> one person said <laughs> what Brad just said. There's always one, you know, in a group. <laughs> There's only always one person that's right. Sir, when did you come to when did you come to the grocery store today? My medication, but they didn't have it today. It's the third time this week. <laughs> I came to buy a visible belt. Unfortunately, all they sell here are groceries. <laughs> Maybe they sell invisible belts, but I couldn't buy the department. It was invisible, you see. Or do you? <laughs> oh, I don't feel well. That's what it was, a survey of 100 people. There was the one person. <laughs> um, uh, the family has to run outside because Spot's on the loose and he's terrorizing the Huffnagels, as they always do. Defo. Is that I mean, was, the Owens family? I was so happy to hear mention of Spot because even though the episode is titled Fixed, it didn't quite dawn on me that what we were talking about until like halfway through the episode. Oh, yeah. I thought that George was going to get a vasectomy or something and thought that was going to be gross and weird, but I mean, it's the yeah. 80s, we're tackling harsh issues, and we are tackling a harsh issue or a harsh reality in this episode, mm. but it's kind of saved, they they wait to throw that punch at the end, I would say this, um, to mild effect, uh, I don't know, I feel like this episode is really, I feel like this is really like teaching you a lesson about you need to get your dog fixed. Like, I mean, yeah, it makes more like, sense than some other of the hard-hitting episodes. Yeah, I feel like they're taking this more seriously than they took the kid that couldn't read. 
like, or the kid that had montage. HIV AIDS. Definitely. Which I I would have given anything if Hillary Clinton had said, you know what, that stuff I said about um, Nancy Reagan, I, I actually meant to say the television show Mr. Belvedere did more for HIV AIDS in the 80s. It, very subtly with that episode in that show. Oh, Hillary Clinton, everybody. Hillary fucking Clinton. Can't believe this nonsense. P.S. Um, I, I I guess I spoke too soon about Barack Obama. He's definitely going to Barack Obama, the Supreme Court nomination. Let's put up a guy that's pretty much a Republican. What are you doing, you fucking lunatic? It's the Supreme Court. Don't fuck around with that. Don't put a Republican on the Supreme Court. Well, he's not necessarily a Republican. He might be pro-choice. He theoretically kind of spoke out against the NRA one time in the 80s. Yeah, he's for Citizens United. Sure. And he's, he might be pro-choice. Do we know anything about him? No. Thanks a lot, Obama. Well, the Republicans might approve him. In fact, they've said before that they really like him. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> That is kind of funny, though, in the fact that, I mean, yes, they say he's a moderate, but all intents and purposes, he ain't, he's not as moderate. He's not in the middle at any stretch of the imagination. He but the fact right, that, huh? True, but the fact that many of the Republicans had talked about this guy being, or at least a few, like, yeah, he'd be wonderful, it'd, it'd be great if we get him on there, and now they're like, you know what, nah, it's just a... It's just a bad environment to bring someone in. We're just gonna wait. It's on. It's it's just. I just. I. I, I, I don't. How can they do that? Like, if the president nominates someone, do they have to? They just have to ratify, right? It's almost a formality, isn't it? It's well, not really. They just vote them down. I mean, and like I, I, I never. And people keep playing like, oh, this is a great. This is a brilliant political move because it shows how obstinate the Republicans are that they'll even vote down someone that before they've spoken very highly of. Well, what if they didn't? What if they decide, yeah, yeah, let's vote for him. And then, great job, Obama. You've really taught him a lesson with your your deep political games, your three-dimensional chess that you're playing. Why, you tricked those Republicans into putting a Republican on the Supreme Court. You fucking idiot. Don't fuck... Like, people talk around... People talk about, oh, we can't take a chance. Um, we, we Even if you don't like Hillary Clinton, you need to vote for her because we just can't take a chance that Donald Trump could become president. Well, if that's the case, we definitely can't take a chance of nominating a Republican to the Supreme Court because we might get a Republican on the Supreme Court. And you know what? I think I'd rather have fucking Donald Trump possibly be president for four years than have a Republican on the Supreme Court for at least four years. But Brad, it's only four years. Why don't you give him a chance? I, I, I didn't go into this earlier because... One, I didn't think we'd get into it, but that is apparently one of the many ploys that are people people who are like pro Donald Trump are trying to say. I think even Ben Carson said it in his uh, his, his little talk. His weird like I support him because he said he'd give me a job. Look, there's two Donald Trumps: the one everyone sees in the media, <laughs> and the one behind closed doors that's very methodical, who who you know gives things real gives them a lot of thought. Before he says anything. And then, of course, on John Oliver's uh, show recently, and they start talking about the wall, Trump has increased the budget for his wall almost exponentially since he started it. They say it's going to take $10 billion. Now we can do it in four. If you know what you're doing, it's four. And then, like, every month or few months past, then he's like, eh, it's going to take six or eight. It's going to take eight or ten. It might take ten. It might take twelve. It might take fourteen. It's like, dude, your wall is stupid. No one's talking. Trump, come on. And Ben Carson, just just go back to writing books. Do whatever you do. Just get a 
just go. It's okay. Right. If, if there's any uh, if there's any wealthy Swedish ladies listening um, that are looking maybe to settle down, I'm free and looking to uh, become a, a citizen of your country. Brad's Please. got a wonderful dating profile. Go there to the Ramjack mm. Wiki and just look it up. Yeah. Or to any of any of the, I guess, dating sites that Brad may be on. Guys, also, still, send in your bell pepper recipes and your dating profiles for the contest. We've only, theoretically, kind of received half of one entry. So, um, please send I, them. I made a bell pepper recipe this weekend. Oh. It was a Philly, it was a Philly cheesesteak bell pepper, stuffed bell pepper. Nice. As someone who... Some, someone who does not like mushrooms and does not like onions, it was fucking good. Mm. The way you sliced it, it wasn't like a traditional stuffed pepper. Instead of like cutting off the top and having it like more like a cup, you're mm-hmm. supposed to slice it in half, like vertically, mm-hmm. um, so that um, it looks almost like a taco shell, really. You eat it like you would a taco and use it more of a, I guess, less of a bowl, more of like a, I'm not sure what, a sandwich. I, I, okay. I don't know All how right. it's a folded, right. a folded thing. And it tastes good. It tastes really good. Nice. All I got to say, the bell pepper recipe, keep them coming. And granted, I got that one on my own from Pinterest, and that's fine. That's because um, you slackers haven't kicked in yet. So Emily sin- Emily gave it to me. Okay, my wife well. gave it to me. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and granted, she so, lives with me. And <laughs> so Emily Emily's uh, entered half, half an entry to the contest. Jonathan's entered half an entry to the contest. People, send your entries. You could win this thing. And just just to clarify, because I don't know if I did, the the whole, the new Trump thing that I've heard as of late is that he's only in there, give him four years. Give him a chance. It's only four years. So much can happen in four years. That's the stupidest, that's just so, wow. that's silly. Look, give him four years, it's fine. Just give him four years. I mean, I'm almost on the let's give him four years because I don't like the idea of giving Hillary eight years. Yeah. Ugh. You would rather have Trump as president than Hillary as president? Well, the thing is, I feel like Trump would be four years. I don't see Trump getting another four. Um, Hillary, like, Hillary is going to run a second term. Um, there's not going to there's not gonna be a Democratic primary challenge because Hillary will, has is too in bed with the moneyed interest so of course they'll they're gonna pay to make sure no one runs against her so yeah it's eight years of hillary unless we go to a republican which is also not good so yeah i'd rather have four years you'd rather have donald trump maybe in the white house it's making a a cabinet making laws (laughs) are like I i guess approving laws i don't i don't know i honestly don't know that shocks me, Brad. That I re- shocks me. I, I, well, because Hillary's not going to fix anything that needs to get fixed. Dude, no one's going to fix anything. Donald Trump wouldn't fix anything. Donald Trump would just well, no, Donald Trump's foreign be relations terrible. practice. I agree, absolutely. But I don't like the idea of the Democratic Party going further to the right. And that's what the True. Clintons do. They drag us to the right. And we've gone too far to the right. Barack Obama's been mediocre bullshit. Um, Hillary is to the right of Barack Obama. It's, I don't want worse than Obama. I can't do worse than Obama. Like, it's been shit for eight years. It's been mediocre bullshit. I don't like the idea of doing worse. Um, whether it's Hillary or Trump, it's gonna be worse. Those are terrible options. But Trump's a bloviating moron who's gonna burn out, and he's gonna be... F- and the Democrats will actually fight against him, which means they'll be fight stronger, which means they'll go further to the left... 
which means in four years we'll, we'll have somebody, hopefully, further to the left to run against, as opposed to Hillary. Like, I... just four years of Trump and then Elizabeth Warren. Maybe it's worth it. I don't like it. It's not good. But I just don't... I The idea of eight years of Hillary is so horrific. I, I hear you, friend, and I respect your opinion, but I do not share it. I cannot have him in the, I mean, you cannot have him I'm in not the White sure, House. I'm not sure if it's worse or not, but I don't think I can vote for him. How, is it, how do you mean you're not sure whether it's worse or not? Of for, course it would be worse. Donald Trump is, would be the worst for, president. He's, he's absolutely. But is he going to be able to get anything done? Maybe, maybe not. No, he's not going to be able to get anything done. Well, that's good. Get though. what done? Then, What's his then we stay. Then we stay the same. Whereas Hillary, it's eight years of getting nothing done. Four years of getting nothing done or eight years of getting nothing done? Yeah, I, I would say that the only benefit I could see from a Trump election, whether he gets the nomination or not, or whether he actually succeeds in becoming a president, is that it would disrupt everything that we presently have in our government, especially the Republicans. The Republicans are not going to be able to... If they can recover from this, I will be shocked. It's yeah, because it's gonna make the no Republicans way. look more extreme. It's gonna it's gonna blow up. It's gonna hurt them. And I just like it's terrible either way. But I just feel I mean, like, eight, but eight years of Hillary is going to be eight years. Of, like just like with Obama, everyone says, oh, Barack Obama's been so liberal. He's oh he's so liberal. I can't believe how strong he is. He's such a great president. They're gonna do that for eight more fucking years of Hillary Clinton when it's even further to the right. Then what the hell does the left look like? I mean, let's not... Uh, Obama's not that liberal, dude. We know that. Most educated that. people who pay attention to it are not making that claim. You're talking about Fox Sports people. I'm talking not about Fox everyone in Fox the government. Everyone that's actually doing shit. Like all, the pol- like, all the political talk. Like, if you turn on the fucking news, every... New- I'm not talking about, like, Fox News. I'm talking about all news. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're right. They... Look at how great so the, uh, oh, look, look how great Obamacare is. No, it's not. It's fucking bullshit. Eight more years of pretending bullshit is like strong democratic values. Fuck that. I would almost to add to this point. You're right. If you turn on the news, you're gonna get a a mixed story, but most of it is all right. Barack Obama is the person who's in the White House that uh, the liberals voted in, therefore he's the most liberal. When he's not, we all he has a track record of not delivering on any of those things. Um, but I hear more criticism for him online, like from people like the Young Turks, obviously, but also in various other po- online political things, are I guess outlets. Yeah, but then everybody acts like those places aren't oh, I'm serious. Sorry. Everyone acts like, oh, well, that's not real news. That doesn't matter. That's these are just like these are the far fringe. Like, well, it's too bad. Re- that's reality. Like, I just I can't like. Don't I like the idea of eight years of pretending Hillary Clinton is a great president. There's no way. There's no way. What I meant to convey with the whole thing about more accurate things being online is that it sucks that people don't actually research anything or actually read articles. They still, oddly, get a lot of their information from the news, or at least people who go out and vote. Hopefully young people will turn out and change things, though it's not helping with the Bernie Sanders campaign anymore because I'm pretty sure he's not going to get the it's, uh, it's, it's almost Democratic it's, nomination. It's such a long shot at this point. Which is sad. I liked Ugh. Bernie. I liked him a lot. He was the best candidate, like, in our lifetimes, by far. I mean, it's no secret. I voted for him, obviously, in Ohio. Didn't do much. The Ohio voting thing was very weird. Um, They seemed shocked that I wanted a Democratic sheet, which I thought is weird. You don't make a weird judgment call when I'm asking for whichever ballot. 
I was also at a church. I don't trust churches. I'm sorry. I don't trust churches. You can't have a electoral. I, I guess it was fine. I, I, I've I, like um our election day, it was fucking Hillary and Trump won, and it was ninety fucking degrees. Fuck you, Florida. Oh, that's like the worst day, Brad. I'm Fuck so sorry. you, Florida. Go do a flip. Go do a flip. I can do a hill kick. Go do your fucking twirl. Um, a high kick, I mean. So, to get back to the 80s, a more simpler time, a time yes. when we were just children and didn't even n- understand what was going on with the Reagan stuff. Um, we come back from the opening. Uh, Kevin and Heather have gone to the antiquing because they didn't find yet, anything in the attic. Yet. Hold up. First things first, oh. Mr. Belvedere is making the tiniest carrot cake. <laughs> I apologize. I forgot the teenser carrot cake. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like he bought like a pre-made cake in a pan that you just put in the oven or something. I don't understand what it is. It's like a <laughs> tiny little square. It's like a five inch by five inch cake. It's really teens weens. It's it almost has, like a microwave cake, but yeah. I don't... Oh. And it's got little paw prints in it because... Spot has stepped on his cake. I guess. Spot has gone out of his way to jump on the counter and step on the cake, even though those paw prints are disturbingly bigger than Spot's Belvedere. Yeah. I think there's foul play involved. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um. So yeah, then Kevin come. Kevin and Heather come in with their uh, amazing finds from the yard sales. What is the thing that Kevin pulls out? I remember it, but I don't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, it's some weird, like, toy or exercise thing with, like, two ball things, and you kind of jump on it. Yeah, it's like a... It's some sort of bouncy ball thing. Yeah. It's it's, it's essentially like, Oh, this weird disc ball thing is a new way to travel. Get vertical. You heard of pogo sticks? Fuck that. <laughs> Do a twirl on this. It's the it, 80s. We don't have pogo sticks anymore. We got this thing. Oh. Cool, it's I a, guess. It's weird. I don't understand. I mean, it's not moon shoes, which were the coolest thing in the world in the 90s. I mean, nice. I understand those. This is like pre-moon shoes. It's like a moon disc. It's weird. They don't know what it is. I thought it was something that they made in the 90s for us, Brad. I didn't realize it was yeah. recycled from the early fucking 80s, maybe even late 70s. What the fuck? Can we talk about Heather's jacket? We can talk about her jacket. It's a little kooky. It's a little I, kooks. I don't know if I like it or not. I don't know either. I mean, it's a denim jacket. It's, it's got a, interesting black fringe on it. Yeah, it's doing a lot of things. I think it would be a better if it just didn't match her pants. Because you get too much of the Jay Leno thing going on. Um, but I, like, I think I like the jacket. Because it's got, like, like the top part of like the lapel is, like, black like leather, I think. It and it's got, like, epaulets. The like, epaulets, that's the thing that's like, now this is a, that's an interesting choice, not a bad choice. The epaulets are always, I think, can be really fun, and I think she pulls it off here. Only thing I worry about is that there's an extension of like a black cuff at the end of her arms, and I think yeah. that's part of the jacket. Could be. Not a huge fan of that, but as, by and large, as far as Heather crazy outfits go, I like it. I like, I'd like, have to say I like it. I like on the side, it's got like two like little strips of black. Like uh, on the side that are kind of neat. Brad, you are paying crazy attention to this jacket, and I like it. Listen, I like it. Listen, this podcast is all about fashion and hating Hillary Clinton <laughs> and helping Mormons. <laughs> 
So, um, they went antiquing. Heather actually found a nice chair because it's one of the practical. She's like, look, you're going to need to sit down in your place. This chair's like five bucks. Let's get it. Um, Kevin's like, it's a stupid chair. But then Belvedere looks at it and says, wait a minute. This is actually a priceless antique. It's worth, well, not priceless. It's, it could be worth four or $5,000 restored. I was like, wow, that's, that's a lot for a chair. That is, especially so, in the 80s. I, so I actually looked up to see, like, um, antique uh, Chippendale chairs to mm-hmm. see what I was looking at. And I, of course, eBay, like, there was there was a lot of, like, $700, $800. Um, but then I did find on First Dibs um, a set of four English Chippendale walnut side chairs that do kind of look like this chair, um, circa 1770. For four chairs, Alex, how much? How much money? Seventeen seventy. Yeah. How much? Fully restored. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. They look nice in the photo. Eighty-five thousand dollars. No, no, no. That's way too much. Way too much, Alex. Way, oh. Way too much. Okay. Well, Come on, I, I heard seventeen something and thought something that old deserves to just be worth a couple. Of, I'm gonna say four hundred and fifty. No, that doesn't make sense either. Well, tell me how much it is. I'm. <laughs> You're terrible at this. You're the worst. I'm not good at guessing right prices. Contestant. I would never wink it on prices right. No one has ever said, Alex, you'd be great at prices right. Four chairs, Alex, how much? $85,000. No, that's way too much. 400 No. In the in the 80s, they were trying to say it was worth 4000 Alex. I just told you it's a similar chair. Uh, um, but this is a set chairs, of four. Right. Four chairs. I'm going to say... F- I'll go 8000 $34,000. Wow. $34,000. That's kind of crazy for some chairs, right? That is crazy for chairs. I mean, That's like, like the price of like a low-end car, like brand new. Yeah. I mean, roll-up windows, not power windows, but a brand new car for four chairs. Those chairs do look beautiful, though. Brad just sent me a little message with them in there, and they do look very similar to that chair. Yeah, that's $34,000 for those four chairs. I'm like, I guess they're nice. Like, I don't know, I just hate that style. Like, I I really hate it. Like, I can't... You're not paying for the style. You're paying for the age at this point. Like, the rarity and the quality, I I guess. I, but, uh, I don't understand. Listen, um, I don't, guys, uh, another tangent, because that's what this podcast is also about. Um, I don't know if you've ever used the app Nextdoor. No. If you're not using it, you need to, because it's amazing. Um, basically, it's like super local, it's like a super local bulletin board thing. Um, like, you just, you're just communicating with your neighbors, like, in the area. Uh. Um, people just post some things, a lot of racism, a lot of, uh, crazy stuff. There's one thing, uh, there's a guy that's like, they got video of like a mailman throwing somebody's package, which is kind of awesome. That is um, awesome. <laughs> that somebody else got video of somebody stealing an Amazon package from their house, which is pretty cool. But you also get a lot of crazy bullshit. One of which is this post um, from this woman seeking my dream chair. I know this is a bit nuts, but I'm desperately trying to find a pair of these vintage chairs. Four dot ellipses. If you or anyone knows or ha- if knows if you if you or anyone you know has one, two dot ellipses or even better number two two dot ellipses. Please let me know. And there is a picture of the ugliest chair. Ah, that is pretty ugly. I'm not even sure how to explain that to listeners. It looks like no, it's a terrible chair. It's like a wooden outdoor. <gasps> 
how would you describe that? It's like wooden slats ish, but it looks like a yeah, like a picnic table ish thing. But then it has a weird kind of solid piece in the back that looks wood and not cloth. It doesn't look doesn't look yeah, comfortable. It's, I'll post a I'll post a link to it. It's just and people just keep responding to this stuff and it's I don't get it. Like why have guys? Let's put a ban on ugly chairs and ugly dogs. That's that's my pitch. Um, guys, I'm running for president, and my platform is <laughs> no ugly chairs and no ugly dogs. This next door app is intriguing. Oh, it's the best. It actually looks cool. I, a one that's, I guess, in a similar vein, but for a younger set, is Yik Yak. Have we talked about that on the show yet? No. It's essentially, Yik Yak is an anonymous social network. So what it does is it takes your geolocation and it puts you in a group of anonymous people that are in your area. Now, it's supposed to be, or it, it kind of got its start like Facebook did. It's pretty much just college campuses, so it's all kids in college talking about their problems on Yik Yak. But it's anonymous. No one knows what your name is. You can upvote or downvote things, and it's crazy. It's not. It it hasn't devolved at least in Cincinnati to crazy depraved just the worst of the worst it's actually policed pretty well just by itself and it's interesting to hear what kids are my favorite thing is if someone wants something they don't say instead of saying hey does anyone have these my dream chair they say hey who's trying to give me my dream chair like that's how they ask for things Hmm. or who's trying to jump my car off at this lot question mark i like the idea of Asking a question to a larger group of people as, Hey, who's trying to do this? Who is this person trying to do this? Could it be you? Mm. Like, that's just a funny common slang. But it's interesting. Now, it's not as active in Cincinnati. I'm thinking Nextdoor may be more active, because Nextdoor seems to be targeting a slightly older set that has everything they all the time in the world to Mm -hmm. catch things. That's what they do. So I'm definitely going to look into this. But I would also recommend Yik Yak, especially if you live in a town with a college, because it's interesting. And it's all anonymous, which is also interesting. But that's See, next door, next door, you 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 know who these people are, and they're your neighbors. And this is how you get to know your neighbors and how awful your neighbors are. And you're reminded of why we don't get to know our neighbors anymore. Dude, I've heard a lot about community, like just recently, randomly, Ooh. maybe in relation to grocery events. And I don't know if community, obviously community doesn't mean what it used to mean, or at least what it meant to like the baby boomers and like our parents. Um, Though I did get in a conversation recently with someone that talked about moving to a retirement community and thinking, that you know, that'd be good for a kid to grow up in. I said, nope, 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 nope. Nope. I know someone who grew up in in basically a retirement community firsthand. Yeah. And I don't think he would recommend it. (laughs) Definitely not. Had to educate some people on Bemis. (laughs) Had to educate people on what it meant to live in a retirement community if you weren't old. Means you see, it means uh, as soon as an ambulance goes by, you family turns on the police scanner so they can hear who broke a hip my favorite thing is you you shushing people like they would shush oh <laughs> but brad i just gotta brad if i could just tell you something really quick. I, I... yeah but we've been sitting here listening to the police scanner for 15 but you could just wait and find out what this is about later are we just gonna spend the next hour this is stupid. <laughs> it is... It's crazy. What's awesome about that, guys, and it may not come through on the podcast as clear, is that Brad can do a very loud shush. 
Like, if you're not experienced, that that can only come from an environment where you were taught to shush. Oh, yeah. And that just tells you how much that is true. Like, Brad, there was a community, there's a community of people who shush people because they want to hear it on the police camera. And that's no, evolved if, into... If you want to, if you want to uh, learn about shushing people, yeah, then live in a retirement community. Because you know what old people like? They like things being quiet. Like the, I, the biggest thing I remember in my childhood was like, don't be, don't make noise. You're gonna give somebody a headache. Like that was the thing. <laughs> don't like somebody's gonna get a headache. I love that that's the reason someone's gonna get a headache. Please, just stop. Your grandfather's gonna get a headache. Your grandmother's gonna get a headache. Shush. You're you're gonna cause Bill me to hyperventilate from sushing you. Who's gonna get a headache? Bill Macnat, Weeda May, any of the old people. They're gonna get <laughs> Bill Macnat. That's right. I love that they had to fully say his name, Bill Macnat. Is it McNat? And they called McNat MacNat? I don't know. I oh. just know it's Bill McNat. Like I've never even thought about it. It's just I know it's Bill MacNat. Interesting. All that to say that uh, Heather and Kevin fight over this chair because they want to get the money. Mm. And Belvedere does the old uh, cut the baby in half thing. He's like, well, I'll cut the chair in half if you guys can't make a decision. All right, Belvedere. I guess we'll work together as siblings. Belvedere has a lot of moments of, like, douchebag jokery in this episode. Which There's a lot weird. of times where he's like, eh, I'll just cut it in half. Ha, 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 Or, well, I guess we could throw Wesley out. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, I know somebody else that needs to be fixed. George. Ha, 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 ha. It's like, all right, Belvedere. <laughs> you got a real cynical edge this episode. Belvedere, maybe chill out, man. Oi. Like, Belvedere, do you need to talk about something? Like, what's going on? So, so uh, next scene, uh... George and Marsha are flipping channels, and George is like, oh, there's nothing on TV. Ballet, Shakespeare, opera. I wish that you could turn on a television and see those things. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? That would be amazing. There's no way. All the channels we have now, there's no chance you're going to find an opera, a ballet, and a Shakespeare performance on at the same time ever. Ever. Out of all of those, maybe the opera would be the thing I think you could actually have the most luck finding. Because every time I turn on, like, the local channels of, like, um, uh, how have I forgotten what the like local... The CT, like, Kentucky yeah, Public CT, Access. Yeah, CT, or what is, what's, what is the one that's, the, not Disney, but the Sesame Street was on forever? And PBS. Reading Rainbow? PBS, I couldn't think of PBS out of nowhere. I could see the logo. That explains a lot because I'm a designer. Anyway, I have every time I turn on one of those, it's always some kind of like weird outdoor concert that has mm. that's like some rando I've never heard of at some random venue. It's normally part of like some sort of campaign to raise money. I guess you can see an opera that way, but you're not seeing Shakespeare on TV. No, unless it's like a really, unless you're watching one of the movie channels and it happens to be like one of like the filmed versions of you know it's like the. The Romeo and Juliet movie with you know from the nineties or something. Um NPR did a piece recently because there's a play that Shakespeare was asked to do rewrites of. And it apparently has interesting parallels to our present immigration woes. Immigration woes is a weird thing to say, as I, I don't know about that. But it basically talked about the play is about these people hating the fact that these people were coming to their country <laughs> as refugees from a destroyed, like, war-torn world. Mm -hmm. And whoever was in charge said, we're not going to send these people home. That's what... Be humans. It's 
Would you nice. want this to happen to you? And the way Shakespeare put it, like, the whole NPR piece was, I'm going to say, was it Ian McKellen? It was someone who was delivering this in a new, like, adaptation of it, whether for either TV or fucking stage. And he was doing it, and it was awesome because, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world, and it's something that Shakespeare and the people back of that time, I guess, had problems with, but it's the obvious answer of, hey, be a fucking human. Don't be a fucking monster. Nice. So Shakespeare still has a place, and I kind of wish... You could turn on NPR and hear Shakespeare, but only, like, parts of a play that he didn't write, he just rewrites to. You're not going to find ballet, though, Brad. I'm sorry, you're not going to find ballet. It's not going to happen. So So, I... But that's... I don't know. Whatever. Um, So George and Marcia start making out on the couch. No thank you. Ugh. She even looks like, what the fuck just happened when they come up off the couch? Like, yeah. Um, because, uh, there's someone at the door. Oh, it's Wesley and Spot and some rando lady. Who's this woman? Oh, she's a neighbor who has a prize poodle. Could it be a Huffnagel? No, it's not. Oh, god damn it. Come on. It's season random. six. Show us a Huffnagel. I know, Show I know it's a Huffnagel, I'm just saying. Show me a prize poodle. <laughs> Why don't we get to see that prize poodle? We're gonna see a lot of dogs, Brad. No worries. We're, we're gonna see a lot of dogs of questionable parentage. <laughs> um. So yeah, she's like, hey, keep your fucking dog away from my my prize poodle. This actress does a good job of playing that role, though. Keep your filthy dog off of my premises. And she's judging. I don't think I've seen an actress, at least in Belvedere, judge with every word that she says, and that's mm. awesome. Well done, lady. Um. So they're like, we got to get this dog spayed. Or neutered. Is, or neutered. Whichever one. You can do both in some cases. No. no. Whoa. Um, <laughs> can you? I told, I told you that my cat, Leaf, they thought was a boy, so they tried to uh, take out his, like, the, the testicles, but then they realized, oh, fuck, this is actually a girl. <laughs> Our bad. So I guess you could attempt to do both if there's some All confusion. Right. Okay. All that's So they're like, we got to get spots. We can't let him run around crazy like this and impregnate other dogs. It's, we just got to do it. Um, uh, we go to the other plot. Go oh, ahead. boy. Yeah, we see Kevin with a fucking, like, electric belt sander. And I'm like, no! Get away! Put that down! And, of course, there's hijinks because, it, like, it's apparently too strong. And, it, like, he can't control it. I don't know. But, luckily, Heather stops him before he destroys that chair. He's uncomfortably just standing close to it with the belt sander. I'm like, no tackle him. Someone tackle him and get away Seriously. from that chair. I know it's all fiction, but in my mind, it's real right now, and I need him to get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Heather says, put down that fucking bell sander and take a toothbrush. Help me scrub every ounce of this thing. Heather's been to the library to get books on restoring antique furniture, like a like a sensible human should do. She's also picked up some weird romance book. Um, which is even weirder, because, like, all the books she has are, like, these, like, weird, like, big, like, hardback books that look like encyclopedias. And I'm like, what is this, what is with the size of this romance book? It's one of those large type romance books that people with horrible eyesight can see. But it looks like an old classic tome that you can just read. Like, wow, look at Heather. She's really digging those classics. What's that one? Nothing. Never mind. What was it? It had a weird name. Like, that sounded obviously, like, super romancy. Um... Spot's still running around the neighborhood. George had to chase him through, like, a garbage... Yeah, to chase like him through receptacle. the dump. Yeah. 
and which leaves George comes in and he's covered in comedy garbage, aka fruits and vegetables. He has like two banana peels on him. He's got like grapes sticking out of his shirt. I like I don't understand how this happens. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. I don't I don't know about that. So they're like, look, you gotta Oh, then we You gotta go get him spayed or neutered. Great, I'm going to do that. Then we get a time jump three months into the future. Um, before we jump those three months, can we just talk of that last scene, that last moment when Wesley T goes out? Just look at Marsha's fucking hair. <laughs> I mean, I know every season we're like, it's gotten worse. But this is stupid looking. It's surprisingly big. It's big, it's poofy on the sides, it's weirdly, like, crimped, like, and, like, I don't understand... Like, it... She oh. looks like a hobo. <laughs> Dude, the 80s was a weird time for hair. People thought that I was cool. Yes. Also, what, Belvedere, why do you have a bowl full of eggs? <laughs> he's got a teenser carrot cake. He's got a bowl full of eggs. What is he up to? I don't even, like... This is really... Um, so fast forward three months or 21 doggy months. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh boy. They fully restored the chair and it's gorgeous. Heather can't bring herself to sell it though because she's named it. And this is obviously not going to work for Kevin. He's like, God damn it. We did all this time restoring this chair. Now you've named it and now we can't sell it. You've named a chair Penelope. Another argument. That's crazy. Penelope the chair. Heather, are you okay? Dude, he Heather, uh, I have to ask if Heather's okay because she's wearing like yellow tights too, or like it looks like a almost a moss green. It could be moss green or like a weird yellow with a green skirt and a yellow top or a mustard top. I'll forever refer to anything that's clothing yes. that's yellow as mustard, <laughs> regardless. With her with her mustard top and her ketchup sashi, she's a real hot dog. Thank you, Mr. Heather T. Yes, I, everyone is taken aback by the Penelope, and they're like, Heather, damn it. Uh. Then we're back. Ding dong. Well, first off, Bob Eaker comes down the stairs without any pants on. Belvedere, where are my pants? I've got them ironed. Uh. They're right here. Uh, why don't you slip into them, and I'll go fetch the door. Okay, let's... Um, then, in comes an uh, angry uh, a poodle woman, but what has she got? She's got a box of fucking puppies and I'm like yes this episode this episode just got so much better <laughs> what kind of puppies are these Brad I don't um okay listen first of all we have two dogs that are fucking adorable they look like little golden doodles I love them um and then we got a couple of dogs that look like papillons so I'm like um spot's not a papillon um a poodle's not a papillon I don't know who the, who the parents of these two dogs are, because they don't look like a poodle, and they don't look like Spot. What the hell is Spot again? I think Spot's like, I, I, I think he's a mutt, but I, I think he's maybe part Jack Russell and part something. Because, yeah, he doesn't look, maybe in colorization and, I guess, in actual Spots-ish, these yeah. dogs, but, but you're right, this old woman is trying to pull something over on her neighbors, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, and you know what? She wouldn't have gotten away with it. Except for one teensy little problem. 
Heather def not Heather. Marsha defends Wesley T and says, "Look, Wesley T got that dog spayed or neutered. Definitely neutered. Definitely, <laughs> Definitely neutered. Spayed. spayed or neutered. Uh, months ago. There's no way he could have impregnated your dog." And Wesley T says, "Well, about that. I got to the I got to the vet." I, but he basically bailed. He gave me this look. And you know, I can't, I can't say no to the spot. So he just left. I pocketed the money. <laughs> Which is like, you have to, you have to get, your, you have to get your dog neutered. I think it's first cool paid. not to. <laughs> first paid. Uh, um, because like, I mean, you're just gonna have a dog, and like, assuming he says it, you're never gonna like. So you just, I mean, come on, just like, the, if the dog, if you're not breeding the dog, you have the dog fixed, like. Now, Brad, crazy, not, okay, I'm not going to use a harsh word like crazy, but some animal rights activists would say, would make a different argument. Well, if you're going to have your dog spayed or neutered, why don't you have your children spayed or neutered, too? Um, um what some crazy animal hmm. activists would do is say, um, what they would actually do, because I see this at the dog show, they put up flyers, um, oh, you're going to have your dog, you're going to have your dog spayed or neutered? You might as well have a robot dog. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what they actually say, which is crazier than your theoretical. <laughs> Leave it to reality just to be that crazy. Yeah. Dude, that's that's nuts. What do you mean? You might as well have a robot dog? That yeah, doesn't make like any a little, sense. There's like a little, there's a flyer, and I've seen it like both years that we went to the dog show now. Like, and there's like a po photo of like a little like toy robot dog. And it's like, oh, if you're, if you're going to have your dog altered, you might as well have a robot dog. I'd love to have a robot. Can I have both? Do those exist? <laughs> Can I, uh, like, I would love to have, like, a cute little, like, puppy, and, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have him neutered, but if I can get a robot dog, too, that sounds awesome. A question I ask, well, okay, here's a fun fact out of nowhere. Um, they've been doing studies about rescue robots, which may or may not take dog form, I don't know. Um, and the question is, do humans... Are they comfortable with a robot rescuing them in a situation? And they are. In fact, a human is more <laughs> like is is more likely to believe they're going to be saved if a robot tells them so. Like if a robot rolls into a situation and says, "I will save you from this burning house. Follow me to freedom," and it trails off as it runs off, you're gonna rally around that robot and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> what People the robot trust robots for some reason. I don't Al know about that. Alex, like, what if, would you trust the robot if it came up to you and said, um, "Come with me if you want to live, and we will get you to free, free, yeah. free." <laughs> I don't want the kid bops robot coming oh. in. <laughs> The, dude, if a robot, if let's say you are pinned, let's say just a crazy, you wake up, <gasps> you're in a house that's pinned, and, and there's fire around, but you're not burning, and there's like a, a support beam on you, your leg, and you're like, oh, I just can't, oh, if I can only get the support, and two robots rolled in, and it says, one of them says, with sunglasses, one of them has sunglasses on, and says, come with me if you want to live, and the other one has already hoisted a jack that's already got the pillar above you, how much would you, wouldn't you be like, beside yourself with excitement? I would be like, fuck yeah, let's get out of here. I'd help Definitely. the robot save other people, which is what probably not what the robots want me to do, but it's still, I, I want to help I want to help that robot help others. Then another, then another robot comes in and is like, hey, why don't you go do a flip? Hey, <laughs> robot. Robot. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. JK. I think that's adorable. Yes, I try, I would, I like robot helpers. I like uh -huh. robot, uh, 
I'm trying to think of another word. Rescue robots. I like rescue robots. I like these puppies. Um, um, but if you can get a rescue robot dog, hands down, everyone's going to trust that thing. Yeah. Let's go back um, to talking about these puppies. Let's talk about real puppies, though. Not these weird protesters' dog, robotic dog dreams. There's an because, agenda there. Again, two of these are definitely um, part poodle. Um, well, three three of them are. There's like two cream ones and a black one that's definitely poodle. Um, and then there's two papillons <laughs> that are definitely not spots. <laughs> that bitch just threw those in the box and was like, let's get rid of them. Um, like, those papillons can go fuck off. They're ugly. They got stupid ears. I don't like them. Um, I think they got cute ears. Fuck off. <laughs> go, go to Papillons a are the Hillary Clinton of dogs, if you haven't picked up on it. Look, what, they get, what, they, what those dogs did in Benghazi is unforgivable. <laughs> All those the dogs do is take corporate money. Yes. Why are conservatives all about Benghazi and Hillary Clinton? Like, they don't even talk about the corporate stuff. I mean, there's other reasons well, no, to not because like they, Hillary they, Clinton. Because they love the corporate stuff. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's what they're all about. Yeah, there's plenty of problems with Hillary Clinton. The problem is the Republicans are like, oh, we do that same shit, so we can't really complain about it. But they also send people off to foreign countries to do things like that. I mean, people die in conflict. That's something both people regardless of, of that's what both sides do regardless of but hillary lied about it well she kind of did but didn't but at what all what about george so. w bush lying about what about all the lies that got us into the iraq what situation? lies <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about he's a hero you're, you're right brad he's a hero papillons are great <laughs> how dare you slander the good name of papillons here fucking ugly dog you're nothing but, but a look f- at those, but look at those little cream guys like there's i want one Looks like a gold they little. Are adorable. I want it. Even the black one. The black one's cute too. I prefer the cream ones. <laughs> what do you mean? The don't... black one is cute too. Of course, the black one's cute. But like it's they keep those, those papillons are like front and center in every scene. The rest of this episode, and I'm like, get these, get those dogs out of the way, and let me see the cute ones. The reason I like the black one the most is because it's curious, and it went into the kitchen all of its own volition on an adventure to eat food, That's true. and it chose like. Well, it shows a chocolate ding-dong. I'm not sure if that one's going to make it, but that's besides the point. Yeah, <laughs> That's besides the point. I don't see him in the kennel later, but that's uh, yeah, maybe reason. Yeah. All that to say, they've got to get rid of these dogs. They're spots. They're maybe spots children. They've decided to do it. So Wesley T's having a hard time. Wesley T does what he does best. He lies. Uh, he straight up papillons the whole situation. He gets people over there. He takes out uh, an ad in next door. Hey guys, who wants to who wants to win a trip, an all expenses paid trip to some sort of tropical island like the Bahamas? Also, there's other prizes like big screen, a, a, a big 28 inch television. Full this, color. Is, this is the same scheme that Zach Morris pulled in that episode of Saved by the Bell the college years. It really is, which is amazing. We all know where he got it. Um, so all these people come over to the house to adopt these dogs, and Belvedere's like, "God damn it, Wesley T, you can't, guys." Sorry, all the things he promised are off the table. And one woman says, even the, what is it, like, even a night with a housekeeper all to myself? Obviously, he's, he's trying to pimp out Belvedere. And Belvedere's like, ooh. Um, so they're like, all right, Wesley, you got to do, do something real with this. So he takes them to the pound after he's not able to help anyone get, yeah. uh, to help these dogs get homes. Well, he's, he's gotten, the lady he's the gotten two says, of them homes. All right. He's gotten two of them homes. He's still got three puppies. He's got one of the papillons, uh, the black poodle, and then the cream one. And one of the cream ones. Um, and which he's named Larry, Moe, and Curly. I'm pretty sure, obviously, Larry's the papillon, because he's got the, the hair on the sides. 
Of course, yeah. I think Mo would be the black one, and Curly would be the cream one. Then we learn that Curly is actually Shirley. Ooh. Which, by the way, Brad. Shirley's my favorite. I have to say, did you pause the video and actually do a self, did you do a reflection and like a pros and cons of which one would be who? Because you put a lot of thought into who oh, was I what absolutely and which is did. your favorite. Uh, well, there was no question which is my favorite. My favorite's the one that looks like a golden doodle, <laughs> obviously. But then I was like, well, which one's, but I mean, obviously Larry, Larry has to be the papillon. So I then it was only the- a question of, of which one's curly and which one's Mo. I still get, when every time someone mentions Larry in the form of a sitcom, I met, met I think Perfect Strangers. So my question is, which one's the Balky? I'm assuming it's the Papillon. <laughs> How dare you dis... Like, don't throw the good name of Balky under the bus like that. I apologize. Like, I Larry and Balky... insinuate anything. It would, no, no, um... I, was, I almost said Corosi. Trincassetti is the Papillon. <laughs> Corosi, Twinkasetti. <laughs> Um, I will say the Papillon is probably the best trained, though. Well. Because it's always up in there, and it's always got its ears out. It takes <laughs> up the most, most of the frame, so you're not confusing it. All I have to say, Wesley T goes to the police department, or the pound. The lady who's in charge of it has a badge that looks like a police badge, and is wearing an outfit that looks like a police outfit. Did you ever watch the show Pet Cops? Those dudes took themselves way too seriously. <laughs> I love animals, but that those dudes on Pet Cops like acted like they were real cops, and you're not. You're AC, ASPCA workers. I mean, in their hearts, Brad, in their minds, they were real cops. I guess. They're like, yeah, but I could do a citizen's arrest in a heartbeat, so mm, step off. Go do a flip. <laughs> so there's a whole this stuff, like, Wes, like, Wesley's really learned his lesson. He should have gotten... Um, he shouldn't, he should have, uh, gotten spot fixed, because now he has to deal with the consequences, which are these dogs, and if he doesn't find them homes, they're gonna be put to sleep. So he's, he's out, he's, like, out there every day, like, trying to push these puppies on people, and no one's buying, and it's the last day, and what the hell is he gonna do? I mean, there's a whole montage where it's, like, he's trying his best to sell these things, three-for-one deal... Because I guess he realizes, yeah, if these dogs don't get sold, we're going to kill them. They're going to be euthanized. How are these dogs... I, I understand the Papillon, but how... How is that little cream guy not, like, being adopted immediately? It's the cutest I dog. Know. He's adorable. I, I want to reach into the, into the screen and snatch it. People love puppies. Like, puppies yeah. are going to get adopted before any other dog. Oh, my God. Like... Honestly, like, you tell me, like, these three dogs need to be adopted? Like, alright, I'll take the Papillon, too. Just, whatever. Just give me these puppies. Brad, you're not gonna split up a family. Ah. <laughs> you're not gonna split up the three stooges. <laughs> well. Well, Larry can kinda go fuck off. I, you know, not interested. No, thank you. <laughs> um. You're saying you would redo, you would rework the three stooges. I'm just saying that has anyone ever considered um, maybe Larry, Moe, and Shimp? Larry, Moe, and Joe Besser? Larry, Moe, and Curly Joe? Like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you you said it, you said it. You can't go back, you're getting them all. You're getting all three. Three for the price of one. Moe, Curly, and Curly Joe. Moe. 
Curly, and Shemp. Like, why does Larry always have to be one of the Stooges? Listen. In fact, let's get rid of Mo. Let's have Curly, <laughs> Curly, Joe Besser, and Shemp. The weirdest three Stooges. The weirdest, yeah, the weird three Stooges. So, uh, Pet Cop comes in and says, All right, I'm sorry, but these pups have got to go. There's a there's some sh needles with their names on it. Now she's not oh. that mean, but she's like, look, kid, I did we did our best. We got to move them to the back, out of sight, out of mind, out of life. <laughs> and he's like, no, you can't do that. You can't do it. And then Belvedere comes in and saves the day with a clown of all things, because he's Belvedere says, listen, I found some clown that's interested in, in adopting these puppies, and in walks a clown, Just like straight a, up. a straight up clown. He's going to use them in his clown act. But he needs to see Spot do some tricks first, which I'm like, all right, sure, let's see Spot do some tricks. Always Spot good. does his tricks. The dude's like, all right, I'll get them all. Larry, too. I guess we'll make Larry, too. They get adopted, but then Belvedere and Wesley T's beside himself. He's like, I'm so glad we found them all good homes. And Belvedere says something along the lines of, yeah, at least these dogs have homes. And then we pan the rest of the kennel, and there's one little hound dog that's, like, marked for death. We assume he's either, like, an actual ghost dog that, like, I think maybe if, if you leave the frame there for a second, he just evaporates. Defo. Like, he's a haunt dog, one of those kennel haunts. Or he's, um... But he's gonna are marked for death. And it's actually really sad. Yeah. But it does teach you about being spayed and neutered. It's like, you know yeah. what? Wesley T. learned a lesson. Yeah. And it took mortality of dogs to do it. Definitely. Definitely. So we cut uh, to uh, the basement, and uh... oh, we oh. forgot to say that Belvedere sat in the chair and broke it one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the antique chair. Belvedere decided to take a break from the dogs who were all over the house, and like Belvedere basically blanketed the entire first floor in newspaper so the dogs wouldn't. Well, they could get house trained or something. Fuck it. Who knows? Um, he almost. Also, almost sits on one. He sit, almost sits on. Uh, well, I don't Mo. remember which one. Mo. He almost sits on Mo. Mo inches of his life, foreshadowing what may come in the kennel. All that to say, he goes to the garage to get away from the dog, sits in the chair, and cracks it and breaks it. Right. Blames it on Kevin, essentially, and he comes back in because the kids are trying to put it back together. Can't. It's ruined. All that hard work of three months of hard work down the drain. And so he's like, oh, listen, I feel bad. I was the one that, that cracked the chair. Um, so I just want to make it up to you guys. So here's a check. I played it out to both of you. Five dollars? <laughs> At this point, they think they're getting the big bucks from Belvedere's bank. He cashed in a Fabergé egg. He gave us, like, a 30, a 30 second of it. Like, there's no... It, like, he, Belvedere has all the money in the fucking world. And he gives them five dollars. They're like, "Well, hey, that's what you paid for it. You put months of work into that chair. It was worth five thousand dollars." Well, should have sold it. <laughs> Why don't you keep it in the garage where people might come down and sit? A car could have come in and crashed right into it. What the fuck's wrong with you kids? True. I got dogs to worry about. So that's the, that's that's Belvedere, really. I don't remember what the end is, as far as like what's the button. Oh, so yeah, everything's fine. Um, and in the end, we hear Marsha off screen, Wesley, get down here. Spot buried Grandma Huffnagel's teeth. Up to his old tricks again. 
I guess Spot's feeling just fine. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think that's that's Belvedere. I know it's it was a fun episode. It actually taught us about stuff, but I mean, Indeed. what's more important is who won and who lost, Brad. Who won and who lost? Um, there are a lot of losers this week. I mean, Heather lost. Kevin, Kevin. lost. Wesley T lost. Belvedere had his treat stolen. Uh, but Belvedere and Marsha did win a basketball game. Marsha had to, uh, like, take back her words because she stood by her son, who was obviously not a trustworthy person to stand by, and it got thrown in her face. I I think I know who won. I think Spot won. I was about to say the same thing. First off, Neighbor Lady may have won because she got to pawn off all these puppies that were obviously not Spots. <laughs> like, they, they didn't even question it. That was a gamble, and... It almost looks like she is nervous, like, fuck, they, gonna die. I can't pawn these puppies off. And then there's relief after she's like, the kid's a liar. I knew it. But you're right, Spot won. Spot's, I mean, not, Spot's not disciplined at all. Spot knows tricks, true. but Spot is his own dog. Spot, Spot got to bang that uh, purebred uh, poodle from across the street. And other poodles, for all we know. He's stealing. Mm. He's putting people's false teeth in his mouth and scaring the fuck out of the neighbors, I can only assume. Can you imagine a dog with dentures in its mouth? Well, it's scary. A little spot? It it didn't stay in its mouth too long. So, spot one. Lost Heather and Kevin. Easily. Yeah. All that work. I think Heather All more than work. I think Heather more than Kevin because yeah. Heather bought this chair. Granted, she borrowed money from Kevin to do it, but then she found out it was worth something, and then Kevin immediately like horned in on it. She also formed like an unhealthy relationship with it, mm-hmm. naming it. So when it got destroyed, no one was more devastated than Heather, and yeah. then all she got out of it was five dollars. Yeah. Which she lent to Kevin to buy the chair, and now she actually only has half of the five dollars she gave. Well, no, Kevin. Kevin loaned her the money. Oh. Well, yeah, they're both. But you're right. Heather loses more. Heather loses more. Plus, she's wearing that. She's wearing that weird mustard top. Um, with those I, weird moss. What leggings. about that scene? What about what she's wearing in the last scene? Um, that she's Duh. in with that half green, half red, but with a different green shirt thing. Ugh. She's a nightmare. 22 minutes, 17 seconds. I don't know what's happening. Also, the ball is called a pogo ball. Pogo ball. Yeah, it almost looks like she's trying to do a, like a sash thing with that shirt. Um, oh, because God. half of it is like a weird pink. That's worse dressed. Can we just say that's worse dressed? Or is yeah, there something you think is worse? No, because... I, think that's, I think that's absolutely the worst dress. Heather. Unless we're counting papillons just for looking the way they look. We, we can't, hey, Papillon, we can't do that. I don't think. I don't think that's a fashion choice for the Papillon. Ooh. That's how it's bred, Brad. Ugh. But who's best dressed in all of this? Um, that's the tough one, man. I, I, Heather's jacket in the, in the first scene. Go back to that jacket. I think Wesley T, where he has on that kind of gray jacket and his kind of khaki-ish pants. Uh-huh. khaki? I think that's a cool outfit for a kid. But I think you're right. The one jacket scene with Heather. So Heather both won and lost. I'm even going to give props to Heather because even though it's double down, <laughs> it's kind of linode. It's it's like distressed 
patched holy denim, which was ahead of its time, I'm assuming. It was it was yeah. a fashion statement. She wasn't just doing it because her jeans were destroyed. There you go. That's who won and lost. That's fashion. That's who's best dressed, worst dressed. Heather, in this case. Heather's best dressed, worst dressed, and she lost. It's about one. What a great episode of Belvedere. Um, I can't wait for the next one, which is called Used Cars. Ooh, wow. That'll be good. That's plural, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. Followed by Counterfeit. Oh, in an episode that I cannot fucking wait to see. My title alone. What is it? Like it? What is it? I can't. I, do you want me to say it or not? Because it yeah, gives away part it. of the episode. Say it. Happy Guys Christmas. <laughs> That's really good. Guys, thank you for listening to Ramjack. We've really appreciated your ears. We've appreciated your attention. Mm. And we've appreciated your silence as you listen to this podcast and don't try to talk to us. We would appreciate if you did reach out to us, though. There's lots of ways you can do that. Yes. Um, we don't have to talk about all of them. I would say go to the website and figure it out, right? Ramjack Podcast. Ramjackpodcast.com. There's a Facebook, there's a Twitter, there's all the things. Facebook has a group, and that's fun. I appreciate that. And there's emails. You know what? You can look us up. We're here. Talk Mm -hmm. to us, not to an empty room. Yeah. Weirdo. Reach out, make a connection. (laughs) And speaking of that, when you're out there trying to reach out to your nieces and nephews, and you've got your fountain pen, and you're writing your missives. Um, if you go a little astray of your list of uh, uh, pre-approved talking points by the court, um, <laughs> if you stray out of that a little bit, and you say something you shouldn't, um, just go in and replace it with... I do, I do. I do. Oh, Kids Bop. I'm just seeing more lists of these terrible Kids Bop lyrics. Did you just type in Kids Bop lyrics? Yeah. There's like three different articles I found about it. (gasps) Okay, real lyric. I feel something so right by doing the wrong thing. Kids Bop. I feel something so right by doing the right thing. (laughs) 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 Fucking Kids Bop, man. Club jumping like LeBron now. Voila. Order me another round, homie. Club jumping like kids bops now. Yeah, dance with me. We're going round, homie. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) When someone cuts your heart open with a knife, now you're bleeding. When someone breaks your heart open with a lot, now you're hurting. What? That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense. There's a song um, called Trap Queen by a guy named Fetty Wap. I'm trying to find the lyrics to that because the Kids Bop version of that must be insane. Oh, but that one night was more than just right. Oh, but that one day was more than okay. (laughs) Come on. Why are you doing that? I crashed my car into a bridge. I watched. I let it burn. You drove your car across the bridge. I watched. You let it turn. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? I watched. You let that car turn. 
Okay, I guess. Honey, you kids are singing some weird songs. <laughs> Met a really nice girl, have some really nice sex, and she's going to scream out, <laughs> this is great. Met a really nice girl, send a really nice text, and she's going to write back, you're so great. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I told her my name and said, it's nice to meet you. And then she handed me a bottle of water and said, nice to meet you. Kids bop lyric. Oh, glass of water. The original one was she handed me a, a bottle of tequila. I beg and borrow and steal. <laughs> I beg and borrow and feel. <laughs> what does that even mean in the context of the <laughs> lyrics? It's insane. Oh, man. Apparently, Billboard had been doing, like, tons of these. This is so weird. Because I love living in sin translates to, because I just try to make it win. A different lover is not a sin. A different viewpoint is not a sin. (laughs) Lover to viewpoint? Come on. I don't even know if that works. Definitely not. How about this one, which... (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. You're too sexy, beautiful, and everybody wants a taste. Two, you're too pretty, beautiful, and everybody likes you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Woke up in the morning with a strange tattoo. Woke up in the morning with a stranger hairdo. (laughs) Woke up in the morning with a stranger hairdo. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> From I'm too hot, hot damn, to I'm too hot, hot yeah. Why? <laughs> Fuck. I know what you came here to see. If you can dance, then you're dancing here with me. And I know what you came here to do. Now come on over, let me see you just Cause it's going down for real. Shake for it, shake. I'm throwing these hands in the sky. Spinning this awesome llama thick. I'm beast M O N E Y. I love the beach in South Beach. You serve boring hot tide. I could just go up, cause I show up to that birthday cake. Get a one up. We got it for real. I'm Cobra. That autobiography rover. Got the key to my city. It's over. Snow game only under Konakova. I say rackets, rackets, hold up. I say rackets, rackets, hold up. I don't know what you came here to see. If you can dance, then you're dancing here with me. I know what you came here to do Now come on over, let me see you just Cause it's going down for real Down for real It's going down 
it's going down for it.